Hey folks, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Happy New Year and uh, here we go. Um, I'm hoping that uh, we're going to be really, really consistent with podcasts now. And uh, so to kick off the new year and sort of um, get you guys going on new podcasts, I brought on a guest that uh, a lot of people have asked me to interview and I've wanted to talk. Well, I talk to, I talk to her all the time, but um you know, I've wanted to interview her for a podcast for a long time, and um, so we finally made it happen. So uh, we've got, Je- is it, how do you say her last name? Is it Gahan or Gahan? It's Gan. 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 Okay. Gan. Gan. Okay. H is silent. <laughs> oh, is that some crazy it's Alaskan? It's a Midwestern thing. Is it? Yeah. I, I've never even heard of it. See, I, I mean, huh. Okay, well, again, okay, I, I was going to say, accuse it of being some sort of crazy Alaskan enunciation, but maybe nope. not. Okay. All right, so just Gan of uh, Batum 907 Bear Attractants, and not just Bear Attractants, you do moose lures and trapping now too, but uh, we don't care about that. We talk about bears only around here. <laughs> right. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I need to venture. When it's your passion, people. that's what you talk about. Yeah, although, you know, I... I did. I did debate this the earlier in the year. I thought about doing like a deer camp, like like a Michigan deer camp episode where me and some friends just sat around and talked. But I don't know. I I, I wasn't sure if people like that or they would just like like say forget it. I'm leaving the bear podcast because you betrayed me. I don't know. No, no. no we all hunt so. different species of animals. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, it's obviously very false advertising to say that I don't, but I don't know. I just Well, you mean? could branch off like me and do moose lures and trapping lures. That's true. Just branch off and say, deer hunting podcast. No, there's so many of them, though. I'd hate to be in that pool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in there. Yeah. I don't deer hunt. I, yeah. just, had, I just had venison last week I for s- my first time. I saw that. That blows me away that that's the first time you've ever had venison. Well, I've lived up here for 37 years, so there's no deer running around. You have to go find these things on the islands. Right, but I'm surprised that nobody's, like, traded. sound, and I don't get out there. Yeah, but, but, like, you haven't been to, like, a wild game dinner where somebody went to, you know, and shot a coastal blacktail or something? Nope. Really? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so so being raised up here when I was a kid, back in the 80s, the yeah. economy took a took a big dump yeah and yeah. you know my parents decided to stay and my dad would moose hunt well he would hang the moose for too long mm-hmm. and it would always make me sick so oh. i i'm not a fan of moose meat okay so okay. i've never shot a moose okay don't have any interest okay. in hunting moose i love calling them to see mm-hmm. their behaviors and stuff like that but i'm not a fan of moose and i'm not going to shoot something that i'm not going to eat i see but um yeah yeah so the, it used make me sick mm-hmm. and so it's very rare that somebody can pass moose off on me at like a, a dinner or a potluck or whatnot there's been two people mm-hmm. that have, have have cooked it to a point that you know i could pass i was like what is this and you know because i like caribou meat and i like yeah. um you know bison muskox all that stuff so but i'm not a fan of moose which people are shocked by. Yeah, that that doesn't because I'm surprised there's even that much of it. I'm okay. That it's I've actually never had moose. That's like the only thing I haven't. Well, I haven't had muskox either, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, I've just never been able to have moose. And um, weird. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Now I, yeah. now I need to go hunting for a moose and get a moose so that I can share the wealth. <laughs> well, well, you know, with, with you know, I I do my like I do strongman competition, so I eat a lot of meat. So having a big old moose in the freezer would be really beneficial for me. <laughs> but, oh, I'm sure, <laughs> all protein. Uh, but um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. The uh, yeah, I don't know. Regardless, anyway, moving yeah, on. <laughs> moves on. Yeah, regardless, all those are garbage because bears are way better tasting, right? Absolutely, it's my favorite meat. <laughs> it is. It's my favorite. Although it really deer, is. deer comes in at a close second after my first deal, uh, my first uh, meal with venison. So that yeah. was excellent meat, and I'm I'm thrilled to even think that I can go out and harvest an animal with that good of a, a good of a taste. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, shocking, I know. <laughs> yeah. Especially since my husband is from Wisconsin. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, I live just north of Wisconsin and uh made a lot of lot of venison around here. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's I, I don't know, it, that's just what I wouldn't say it replaces and especially now, you know, growing up it seemed like everybody had venison. Maybe it's just what it seemed like as a kid, but it seems like now not as many people are, are just eating venison all the time. A lot of people buy more beef. I don't know if that's just total anecdotal, but anyway. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway, this is really, really rabbit trailed. I gotta get us back on track here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm the one that rabbit trailed us here. <laughs> so, um anyway, finally have you on here, Jess. Um yeah, it's great to be here, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. our schedules really never jive. No, no, I know. It. I'm glad it and, finally worked out. So. Yeah, and December's usually my hibernation period, but I had jury <laughs> duty. So glad that's out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad too. So, yeah, and I usually I usually don't do much in December either. So this is working out pretty good. But. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's talk about random, some random bear stuff first. Um, okay. Idaho, what's going on there? I I I can't believe it. Just seems like there's always I don't know if there's a constant somewhere. There's always something going on anti bear somewhere. You know, last year oh, it was the, the the grizzly bear thing in BC, and now we're looking at they're trying to ban baiting and hounds in Idaho. That's just it's nuts to me. Well, they attempted it in Maine. Yeah, but we they beat didn't that. Win. Thankfully, so. thankfully we beat yeah, that. I, I think what what we need to do is come together as a collective whole and mm-hmm. and we need to to educate people on why we do what we do because bear baiting is not a fail safe surefire way to harvest a bear no. you know they <laughs> they've put this picture of 100 pounds of dog food yeah. or 100 pounds of donuts on yeah. the ground and that's their that's their eye catching article yeah. Is that, oh, these people just go throw stuff on the ground. Well, we're mm-hmm. contending with an animal that can smell 2,100 times better than we can. Yeah, exactly. So it is not a surefire way to get a bear. No. You know, when they can smell that well, we have to do specific things to bring that animal into the area when we are sitting. Yep. You know, so many people get hung up on the fact that they have bears on camera, but they never have a bear coming in while they're sitting. Mm-hmm. And it's something you're doing. Yep. So whether it's your own scent control or whatever, but back to the antis, you know, they, they want to shut us down mm-hmm. and they want to pin us against each other. Cause you have the people that are like, Hey, um, I'm all about fair chase. 
Yeah. Well, if you look up the definition of fair, fair chase in Boone and Crockett, it's any legal and ethical means of take of game. It's not that we're sitting over a bait and it's unethical. Yeah. It's, it's legal. So in some states, yep, you know, and exactly. we follow it by the book. So yep. you've got those people that like to attack us because they think it's lazy, and it's far from lazy. I mean, you have to be Cases, physically yeah. able to take this stuff in yards, you know, 100 yards, however far in you have to go. And I know Idaho, there's some areas you can't even take a four-wheeler in. No. So you have to pack all this in on your back. Yep. Oh, it's so it's a crazy amount of work. Pounds. Yeah. It's a crazy it's a lot of work. work. And it's not lazy. No. And a, and a lot of areas. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. You can finish up. So I up. think it's a good time for all of us hunters to come together, whether you're spot and stock, houndsman, or bear baiter, and talk about why we do what we do, because there are methods that work better than the other method. And, you know, I'm not against spot and stock. I mean, hey, if you want to go climb mountains, that's, that's all, all the more power to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I respect that, but I'm not going to attack you for it. Yeah. And I'm not going to attack a houndsman. I mean, I was very uneducated about how to run dogs because mm-hmm. we don't do it up here. Yeah. You've got the grizzly population that could annihilate your dogs. Right. But, you know, sitting and talking to houndsmen or chatting with them online, I mean, you get educated real quick that, hey, it is a legal and ethical means of take of your game. So there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But it's just interesting because we all need to have that discussion of why we do what we do. And yep. not let them pin us against each other saying, you know, that's unethical or immoral or it's the lazy man's way because it's not. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, what a lot of people, I got a couple points on this. First one is what a lot of people don't understand, especially the people that are like, you know, spot and stock is the only fair chase way of hunting and stuff. You know, what a lot of people don't understand is that in some areas it just isn't even possible to do that right like where i Absolutely. where i bear hunt um primarily a spot and stock hunt is it's not even possible there's no high ground to get above and i mean there's hills small hills that might get you up 100 feet you know and it's not above mm-hmm. the tree line so you can't you can't get above anything in glass you can't, mm-hmm. it's so thick that you can't just walk around and still hunt. And, um, you know, bears always smell you and see you and run off or they don't even run off. They just stay in the shadows and you won't see them. You know, it, right. it's, it just isn't even possible around here. If it was, I think I'd probably do it. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, absolutely. you know, yeah. if I could, honestly, if I could, especially with a young family, if I could just throw a backpack on and go out with a pair of binoculars and spawn stalk on for bears, I would do it because it's a lot less of a commitment than baiting is. That's for mm-hmm. sure. And that's oh, probably what I would do, even though, yeah, I enjoy baiting and I like the art of it. Um, I'd probably prefer to do that just because, you know, I don't have to spend a month baiting a bait site. I could just go and do it. That sounds like a great idea to me, you know, but right. it, it's just not possible. And so when you say to somebody, no, you, you shouldn't, you know, it just, it's, I just don't think you quite understand that there's, not everywhere is open, like, say, with Montana, right? It's mm-hmm. a lot more open, right? So, for them to say, no, we don't do baiting, well, that's that's fine because you don't, 
necessarily have to bait there, you know. I mean, right. you I, don't I have the terrain that I have. Exactly. Yeah. But you, that right. that same person that's a diehard spot and stock bear hunter. I mean, you can be the best spot and stock bear hunter in the world. You're not going to come to you know, the north woods where I live and do a spot and stock hunt. It's not possible, you know. Right. And so a lot of people need to understand there's more than to there's a lot of different ways terrain that bears live in and so you've got to you know, look outside just your own, what you know with hunting, right? Um, mm -hmm. Second thing is, I mean, just, you, you don't have to go very far to be on social media and you get onto any of these hunting groups and all you see is these, somebody will post something and just the negativity starts. It's too big oh, or it's too small. Why'd you shoot that? You know, I don't, I don't agree with the way you did that. There's different categories of hunting, though. Yeah. You know, are you after meat for your freezer? Are you after a trophy? Oh, are yeah. you? What are you harvesting the animal for? Exactly. Or you where know, are you harvesting it at, you know? Um, right. I mean, he talked about whitetail hunting, but, for instance, you know, there's things that people never shoot in Kansas or Iowa that people shoot around here that's a real wall hanger, you know? Mm -hmm. And... That's just due to the climate we have, the weather, the genetics, you know. And so, uh, anyway, there's so much negativity between hunters beating each other up that it just fuels the antis to go, aha, you know, we, we've got to mm -hmm. come together as hunters and, I don't know, it just, there's so much negativity out there. It, it's just got to stop. I mean, every every single post I see on you know hunting group pages there's always somebody coming out negative or trying to start a fight and it just tears us apart and oh, we're gonna we're gonna lose our right to hunt if we don't stop that because you don't see the anti-hunters arguing about how anti-hunting they are <laughs> how good of an mm -hmm. anti-hunter they are <laughs> you know and so it i don't know it it's got to stop but it does. It does. And I think that's why we need to have that conversation with one mm -hmm. another, whether we're, whether you're talking to a non-baiter or a non-hunter. Yep. So, you know, why we do the things we do, because we, you know, with baiting, you can judge the bear. You can see the, the maturity of the bear. You can, yep. you know, you get to be selective. Yep. You know, all these people call and they're like, man, you've got to have a million bears on your walls. No, I don't, because I'm very selective. Yeah. Plus, exactly. I run a business that keeps me very busy during the season. Yeah, exactly. So, and the enjoyment for me is, you know, I get to see all these people using our products that go out there and they, they put in the work and effort, and they may harvest a five-foot bear. Yeah. You know, summer, <clears throat> I oh, mean, Alaska, yeah. you think, oh, black bears are huge. You have to mm -hmm. get out of, off the road system to go get a decent bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and then, then you got... And I see people, you know, that post on either my Facebook page or their Facebook page that says, <clears throat> excuse me, that says, oh, next time shoot his dad. And it's that's like, horrible. I that's can't that guy's that. first bear. How can you do that to him? I mean, you just crushed his, his one hunt. I mean, mm -hmm. who knows if he's ever going to get this opportunity again. Yeah, exactly. And the best part about starting out with a smaller bear is that you are... I, I see so many people go, oh, I want a bigger one next year. Yeah. So 
you have a lot of ground shrinkage when you get down out of the stand and you're looking at this bear going, oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, this bear was much bigger when it was standing, yep. you know, but it's, yeah. it's technically a five-foot bear. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's still legal. Oh, yeah. But, and you know what? They still know, eat just as good. And, and oh, honestly, absolutely. It, as long as you're personally happy with it, that is all that matters. It really exactly. is. You know? And don't take anybody else's crap from it. You know, no. If you're happy with no. it, then that's your trophy right there. It doesn't matter how big it is, how small it is, you know, how you took it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, I can't stand that. I really can't. And it it leads people to be sort of dishonest about bears sometimes, and it leads to false expectations. So there's people that that I mean, we were talking about this before the podcast, but you can you can really do a lot with pictures when you take a picture oh, of a bear to make <laughs> small bears look very big. And yes. um, I'd be lying, and I don't, you know, I when I take a picture of a bear, I don't go out of my way to make a small bear look gigantic, but I also don't go out of my way to make a pitch, make a bear look smaller than it is too. I made that mistake right. on my very first bear. <laughs> my first bear was a six foot bear. Nice. Uh, it was well, it was a little, it was five and three quarters, but anyway, yeah, I can round up right. So anyway, right, but right. I'm I'm a big guy, and I took a picture of that bear like I would a deer. And somebody, one of my friends who doesn't bear hunt said, you shot a baby. I went, that's a big bear. I mean, it was a, it was a, I forget how much it weighed, but I mean, it was a good bear. I got a lot of meat out of it. I was, I was thrilled. And people see it, they go, wow, that's a big bear hide now. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, I just couldn't believe that people thought it was a small bear. And then I learned, I'm like, okay, wow, you know, you've got to take the right pit camera angle to, to do the bear justice is the way I look at it. Right. right? You got to, yep. you, you don't want to go and make it look small, but you don't want right. to have to get that upward angle on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I see it all too often. Yeah. And so people make, you know, but, but then it kind of leads to false expectations when people shoot mm-hmm. a 120 pound bear, which nothing wrong with shooting a 120 pound bear, but you can make a 120 pound bear look like a 300 pounder with the right angle. I, yeah. I and, totally agree with you on that. And people think every bear you know, is 300 pounds. And that's, that's like, Oh yeah, mature bear is 300 pounds. And that's what you need to shoot. And it's like, um, I mean, that's, I don't know. It's true in some areas, but it's also shooting a 300 pound bear is like shooting a very large elk or bear or deer or moose, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And, uh, well, moose is way bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I mean? I'm saying like, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure what the comparable, like, inches on a moose, you know, or even a whitetail would be. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But it, it's still, you're shooting it very, I mean, it's it's a wall hanger. You'd be mm-hmm. shooting, I don't know, a very large specimen of another species, right? And so, but right. for for everybody to think that it, it's not worth it to shoot a bear unless it's 300 pounds, like, that's, that's a mature bear. It's just crazy, you know? It's but the it, same amount of work, though. Oh yeah. Whether you're shooting a 150 pound bear or a 400 pound bear, yeah, it is exactly. the same amount of work. You have to do the same amount of work to yep. get the final product. Yep. And the only the only you know, difference you may be grinding is... meat a little longer, but yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. There. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more Ziploc bags or, or freezer bags, but yeah, a lot more Ziploc. But it's still the same amount of work. Yeah. No kidding. But uh, yeah, it's um. I forgot what I was going to say there. But yeah, and so anyway, it just it. I can't stand it when people get these, like they think that a 120 pound bear isn't worth shooting or something. And I just think that's crazy. You know, 
I mean, me as the it's host a, of the bear hunting. It's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, it's exactly. your memory. You're making that memory. It doesn't matter what other people think. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I mean, it all depends on the hunt. I go off of, um, you know, it's sort of the, the hunt, right? If you go on a hunt and there's you know, all kinds of 120 pound bears running around, but there's also a chance at a very large bear, you know, uh, yeah, I may pass up on a 120 pound bear, but some hunts I've done, you know, boy, if you see a 120 pound bear, that's going to be the only you're thing lucky. you're going to get, yep, yep. you know, so it's either you're shooting that or you're not shooting a bear. And, uh, when you're, that's your meat for the year, mm-hmm. might want to shoot that. <laughs> so, and oh, I say and that I as the host of the bear is, hunting podcast. So yeah, I, I think another thing is is when you're you're hunting or baiting in a highly populated area where there's more bear bear yeah. baiters amongst you yeah. within you know a couple miles. Yep. You know you you do get selective because you 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 know that that bear knows that you're sitting there and it could move on to that next bait where nobody's sitting. Mm-hmm. So you know if he meanders in and you've got a possible shot and you're ready to fill your freezer, there's nothing wrong with taking that bear as long as it's mature enough and, you know, and it, it, it suits your needs. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. You got to look at your needs, got to look at what you're happy with and that's all that matters, right. you know? Absolutely. And yeah, I got a have... two and a half year old on my wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I mean, shot, I've shot nice mature bears and I've shot, <laughs> you know, little little meat bears exactly and you know what i'll still shoot little meat bears i've got you know i've got no qualms against it so Mm -hmm. but no that's a funny story um my two and a half year old cub up there she uh she was up in a tree about 45 feet Mm -hmm. uh, on the on closing day of season so we had to go in and remove all the contaminated soil get the barrel out well we pulled in on the argo and we heard this (sighs) from the tree uh-huh. and I'm like, Oh my goodness, there's a bear up there. And it was way up there. And all we had brought was a uh, 12 gauge with slugs. So uh-huh. I'm like, well, it's closing day and you know, it's not a cub. So I was like, well, yeah. it's got to come down and I ain't sitting here waiting for it. Cause I got to clean up all this dirt. Yeah. And so I ended up shooting her out of the tree, but nice. it was like, once she hit the ground, I was like, she looked way bigger up there. Way bigger. <laughs> but the thing is, is with that animal, Mm-hmm. You know, I harvested the meat. I yep. put money back into the the local community by having it um, mounted, which was eighteen hundred dollars yeah. for a two and a half year old bear. But it's a cool story. It's still right. up there, and you oh, know, yeah. when people come by, they're like, "Wow, that's a little bear." Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she, you know, she provided a little bit of food, and <laughs> it was closing day. I had no other choice but to sit there and wait for her to come down. Right. And you know, it's, it's June thirtieth. Yeah, so, exactly. I got I got stuff I got to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that yeah. was the story behind that little girl. <laughs> you don't yeah, look a gift horse in the mouth, I think is the term I've heard. You know, if you got what? a... I said, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth, I think is the... Oh, uh, absolutely not. You know, no. I mean, no. I would... If I'm there on closing day, and there's a, there's a 120-pound bear in the tree at mm-hmm. my bait site, and I am not going to get a bear, it's like, hmm... There, the way I mean, I look in terms of pounds of meat. There's forty to fifty pounds of meat sitting in the tree, or I don't get anything. I'm, right. I'm always yeah. going to take the forty to fifty pounds of bear meat. Always. So, 
But. Yeah, well, that bear bait hadn't been rebated in two weeks. Oh wow! And she was still hanging around. There was no dog food, no nothing in the in the barrel. Okay, it was just all the scent attractants that was keeping her there. Yeah, but I was like, what the heck is she doing here? I mean, there's <laughs> nothing here. But you know, when I when I started this business, I started it because I had to formulate something. Yeah. To last for two weeks because Steve, my husband, works on the slope. Two okay. off, two on, two weeks on, two weeks off. So oh, okay. I can't get out there and rebate. I mean, yeah. it's it's a trek. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, we'll just shut it down for two weeks, and you know, we'll rebate it before you leave, and then we'll we'll rebate it when you get back and hunt it. So that particular year, it was uh, closing day, and he had just got back, and we hadn't rebated it. So I was surprised to see her in the tree mm-hmm. on the barrel, you know. So I was like, oh well. So I see. That's, yeah, that's just how it happened. I mean, if she would have came in while we were sitting, she certainly wouldn't have been shot. Yeah, of course. Okay. But I see. That's cool. It, okay, so how how do you actually have to access your baits? So we have a couple different bear baits. Okay. Um, we used to run one that was 11 miles from our home. Okay. And... That was about a 15-minute drive and then a 30-minute ride in by Argo. Okay. We quit baiting that because, and that's the, the station that little sow was taken off of. Okay. But we quit baiting that in about 2011 mm-hmm. because we were just inundated with grizzly bears. Oh, so it was okay. a 17-to-1 ratio. Oh, wow. And it, so feeding grizzly bears is not cheap. Yeah. And up here, we don't have cookie manufacturers. We don't have any big manufacturers of anything, really, yeah. besides oil. But we don't get the cookie runoff. We don't get the potato chip runoff, whatever. We yeah. have to bait with either, you know, cob with molasses, dog food, or popcorn. Okay. So, you know, it, we generally bait with dog food because it's, you know, it's easier to handle, and I don't have to sit there and mess with it, like yeah. popcorn or, or, you know. I used to make a goulash with um, molasses and real liquid molasses with uh, cob and mm-hmm. then throw in some marshmallows and whatnot. But okay. it became too messy, you know, yeah. and it was like you're feeding 17 different grizzly bears, and that's not including their cubs. Okay. So wow. Good sitting grief. at a bait, yeah, it was sitting at a bait. I mean, it was nothing to see two or three, two, three grizzly bears in that bait with two barrels, and they're empty. That's insane. So, yeah. It, it just got too expensive. So we moved, and we, we ended up buying a boat, and we moved up to um, Unit 16B, mm-hmm. and we started running in the rivers. And we ran the rivers with a couple friends, hunted a couple of their bait sites, ended up shooting bears. And it was nice to see the, the ratio of black bear actually raised on the rivers. So it was like, oh, we need to get a boat. We need to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's hunt up here because our odds were better. And if you're trying to fill the freezer – you, of course, want black bear. I'm not a yeah. fan of grizzly bear meat. Never okay. have been. The backstraps are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I've heard that it makes good sausage, but, you know, that's a lot of processing. Yeah. So, and I don't have time to do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we started setting up on the river there, and that is 31 miles from our home, the way a crow flies, but it's a 40-minute drive to the landing, and then it's another 40-minute ride to the boat, or uh, by boat, to the station on the river. So mm-hmm. it, it's time-consuming, yeah. but most of it's drive time. And, you know, up here in the summer, we have a lot of uh, daylight. I mean, in June, there's really no darkness. So mm-hmm. you can sit as long as you want. But, 
you know, typically the bears start moving at around 9 p.m. And, you know, I get a lot of people that are like, man, um, I, I'm, I have bears on my camera and they're coming in at this time and they're just not coming in when I'm sitting. And it's like, well, what time are you sitting until? And they're like, well, like 7 p.m. Well, <laughs> they're not even moving yet. Yeah. You know, they, they've been laying all day because of the heat and they're laying close to these swamps and then they mm-hmm. come out and it's like, well, what time are they coming in on camera? Oh, about 9, 930. Well, get your butt back out there and sit. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, some, some rookie mistakes. But, I mean, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. but That's something I'm jealous yeah, of. So, That's something I'm real but, jealous of, is that you guys can sit all night. Like, that. I mean, this, this is the biggest problem with hunting down here is, you know, we have darkness during bear season. Mm-hmm. A lot of darkness. And, uh, you know, if a bear, all a bear has to do to win in the baiting game is just come in at night wait yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so up here i mean and bears literally... literally go ahead go ahead oh we've literally slept at our bait station nice like we have a ground bl- a wooden ground blind we used to mm-hmm. sleep on the floor of that you know we hear the the chains rattle and we'd wake up and it's like oh that's a small bear you know but <laughs> it, it, it's interesting because this the new one on the river which we plan on setting more on the river because of the odds the odds yeah. are better yeah and uh, so at the river bait, you know, we have a platform stand, a wooden platform stand with a ground blind on top. So mm-hmm. I have no problem sleeping there mm-hmm. because I've only seen one paw print, and that was of a black bear that attempted to climb this. Yeah. And I, I don't exactly know why it didn't make it to the top, but, you know, you're sitting there with a 454 or a 44, yeah. you know, a high-powered handgun. So, I mean, there ain't nothing going to happen. Yeah, exactly. The only bad thing is, is when the sow comes in with the cubs. Yeah. You know, and she knows you're there, and she's mad because you're there, and she's huffing and clicking, and mm-hmm. you know, it it does raise a pucker effect. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm you sure. You get over it. Yeah. Right. Okay. I gotta. I gotta. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit here. There's a couple things. Okay. So first thing is, before I forget, so you said you don't like brown bear meat. What's what's? Because I've never had brown bear. What's the difference between? like brown bear meat and black bear meat like what's because i would think they're they're pretty close but what what do you think so the texture in brown bear or grizzly bear meat is way more stringy okay and it has a definite distinct taste to it it's more gamey than anything i've ever i would rather eat moose and i don't like moose but <laughs> um i would rather eat that over grizzly bear because okay. it's just this texture it's stringy it's it's just not my forte but huh. black bear meat, it's got that sweetness to it. And it doesn't matter what time of year it is up here. Mm-hmm. I've shot bears in the spring. I've shot them in the fall. So, I mean, it, it is a phenomenal taste throughout the whole time. And okay. people are like, oh, once black bear move, move on to fish, they're no good. No, I've eaten black bear that have been on fish. Okay. You know, and I think that's probably another thing with the grizzly bears is that they've moved on to fish and they've mm-hmm. got that real oily, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard to pass. You know, yeah. and I don't know why. It, it could just be me. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I was just curious because I'm. You know, I don't. You don't hear a lot of people that have actually. You know, well, in the lower forty-eight. Anyway, I'm sure it's a lot more common up there. But in the lower forty-eight, you don't hear a lot of people. You know, with with actually eating the two experience, and so mm-hmm. it's good to hear a nice side by side, you know, taste. I I plan to. I'm I've never had it, but I plan to to eat some eventually here, and I find out for myself. But um, 
Well, if you get up here, I'm mm-hmm. sure I can find somebody that has some in their freezer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be great. You're not cooking it in my cast iron skillet because I don't want it to smell like that. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we'll cook it outside. We'll do it over a fire Yeah, or perfect. There you go. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. And then the, uh, the second thing is 19 grizzly bears. That's 17. insane. 17. That is insane. Yep. I thought it was nuts yeah, for it having 20 black bears around. I would be thankful if I had 20 black bears on my bait. <laughs> I would. Crazy. Yeah, when, no, I believe it. When the grizzlies move in, like mm-hmm. they do, you know, it, it keeps those black bears at bay because, you know, of the situations they have to deal with. Yeah, of course. With grizzly bears. I mean, grizzly bears literally, in Homer, they dig the black bears out of their den and eat them. I mean, I know there was just a video not too long ago I posted yeah. yeah, of a grizzly bear digging out a sow with cubs. And it's like, that's very typical up here. Yeah. You know, and this, they've done studies and they've collared these bears with uh, GoPro cams. Yeah. And, you know, the grizzlies are annihilating our ungulate population up here. And it's very rare mm-hmm. that, you know, that a calf survives. Yeah. When it comes to to these grizzly bears in the area. And it, what's sad is, you know, you're going out to your bait station and you may see in the spring when they, they calve, you're going out to your bait station and you look down and you see tracks of a, a cow moose with two calves. And then, mm-hmm. you know, then you see behind it, there's grizzly bear tracks. And it's mm-hmm. like, son of a gun. Yeah. You know, I mean, when when are we going to get a handle on this? Because yeah. this unit that I had 17 different grizzly bears not counting the cubs, one mm-hmm. of which had four cubs. Wow. And she was loud and mad. And she literally, I left after that. I was, mm-hmm. we, we got out of there because she was just angry. Yeah. And she yeah. knew we were there. So with that scenario, they just opened 14A, and that's the unit that we were hunting. Okay. They just opened that this year, 2019, to Grizzly Over Bait. Okay. So wow. it's a phenomenal you know, way to get your numbers back in check. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Leads into, you know, leads back into the whole, you know, don't knock baiting until, you know, for saying it's unethical because there's a lot of reasons for it. That's one of them. I mean, obviously spot and stock hunting alone couldn't control those numbers. Otherwise they wouldn't be open mm-hmm. to baiting. Absolutely. There. So, yep. Yep. Well, in that article that is, um, that was published about Idaho and, and uh, Wyoming. Yeah. You know, they said, I think it was some number of like 1,200 bears were taken over bait. Yeah. Well, that's a good number because when you think of the sow, you know, having cubs, mm-hmm. they don't generally just have one. Yeah. No, they not have usually. multiple. So, I mean, there's your population and how it grows. And these grizzly bears, I mean, I have yet to see one sow with one cub. Yeah. It's always two to four. Yep. And it's like your population is getting way out of hand. Yeah. Yep. So, it's, I'm trying to think. I'm, I mean, this is really anecdotal, but I would say for every sow and cub I see, you know, sow, and cub, sow with cubs or cub, you know, I'd say maybe one out of every four, maybe five has just one cub. Most of them usually mm-hmm. have. I don't Most know how many twins I've seen. I see a lot of triplets, though. Yeah. I've seen four before. That's not very common, but, um, hmm, yeah. Yeah, you are, very rarely do you see just one cub, though. It's interesting. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. So, <laughs> I, I'm just, it's, uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I'm trying to, th- I'm picturing trying to, how much bait you would need to feed 17 grizzly bears, not including cubs. That's... Hundreds of pounds. Generally, the, the sow won't eat. 
she'll just like do this um, this half moon yeah. around the back side of the bait station. She's not even on the bait station. Uh-huh. You know those those they rarely eat from the barrel. They okay. they're watching, they're smelling, mm-hmm. they're doing this radius around you. I mean, they know you're there. Yeah. They're letting their cubs eat. And then if you do something and you know she does wind you or whatnot, all she does is make a noise and they're gone. Yeah. You know, grizzly bears really want nothing to do with you unless you scare them. Yeah, that's interesting. So, now, I mean, do do you think that grizzly bears are are harder to hunt over bait than black bears? No. No. Okay. <laughs> they're easier to hunt. Okay. Yeah, because they. They typically come in like they're the matriarch of of the woods. Okay. You know, it's like nothing's going to touch me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I've seen more grizzly bears on bait than I have black bears. Okay. And, you know, the black bears that I do see, they make me a little nervous because they're so unpredictable. Yeah. Grizzly bears are yeah. predictable. Right. Once you've... Once you've sat there and watched this many grizzly bears, you know what they're going to do next. Yeah. You know, you know their pattern, you know, and it's not just from watching it on a game cam. It's, you're watching it right there within 20 yards. Okay. Gotcha. So it does get a little hairy at times when, you know, they all of a sudden wind you and then they spin around, but they leave so quietly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and as you know, with black bears, they come in either really loud or you don't even know they're there until they take a bite of the food. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like it's like my my stepdaughter. She counted twenty something paces before she even heard a twig snap. Wow, that's crazy. And this was on yeah, this was on a two and a half year old cub that we were watching. You know, and we watched this thing for hours. Mm -hmm. But the best part was is that. You know, something attracted the bigger boars in because they were starting to come out, you know, and around, and they wanted to breed the sow. I don't know, you know, when they start to breed or what age. I wouldn't think it was two and a half, but, you know, it was like, wow, what are all these big boars doing? And then, you know, she ended up shooting a a boar that had come in looking for that little sow. Uh, And, you know, a decent-sized six-foot bear, you know, so. Cool. But then we had a monster, monster black bear come in after that one was shot and that, that was the following day though okay but this bear had the crease he had you know a brown chest on him that Ooh. you know that color face chest but he was jet black yeah and his ears were on the side of his head so he was a gorgeous bear but you know he didn't present a shot because he wasn't there for food mm, okay he was he was looking for that sow so he just meandered in and meandered out yeah interesting but okay uh two things First off, we've been throwing around the term brown bear and grizzly bear interchangeably. What are you actually hunting? Are you hunting what people consider grizzly bears, or are you hunting coastal brown bears? I am hunting grizzly bears, interior grizzly bears. Okay, okay. I call them all brown bears because they're brown. Right, exactly. And technically, (laughs) as a species, they're all brown bears, but people have this imaginary mm-hmm. yeah distinction between inland grizzlies and brown bears yep and for in yeah. in case the listener is not really familiar with this so in, in alaska um bear i think this is how it's made out bears that are have access to it's more southern alaska that have access mm-hmm. to marine resources are considered mm-hmm. brown bears because they tend to be darker and they get much larger because they primarily feed on salmon and in the fall time and versus the inland grizzlies, which tend to be smaller, more lighter in color, and they do not eat fish. That's, but uh, is that not really true though? 
No, that's true. Okay. That's, true. Okay. that's how they classify them. SCI is different than, like, fishing game and all that. So, yeah. you know, like, our, reading our regulations, people would be like, whoa, there's, there's inland brown bears, but mm-hmm. there's really not. I mean, it's all in who classifies which, which animals. Yeah, so, yeah. But it's... I'm after grizzly bears. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Okay, so now we've made that distinction. Um, do you do so? Your bait stations right now. So you move from the seventeen grizzly bears spot. We'll call it. I don't know if you have that bait mm-hmm. site name, but I named it for you. The seventeen grizzly spot. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As you know, I like to name my bait sites. So, <laughs> but um, uh, so you move you move to the river to find to have more access to black bears now. What makes a good grizzly spot versus a good black bear spot? Is there any nuances to baiting them, or is it all kind of the same? So black bears typically like a lot of cover. Okay. And they they like to feel as though they're close to trees and a close to an exit, okay. where grizzly bears not so much. I mean, you could literally put a, a chain a chained barrel in uh, the middle of a field and you would get a grizzly in. Okay. And they're not so much worried about their cover because mm-hmm. they, in, in some units, they know what humans are, but in like the river unit, they don't really see a lot of humans. Okay. So they're still trying to figure out what you are. Okay. So our, our road system bait with the 17, mm-hmm. they will wind you and they'll run, you know, they want nothing to do with you, but okay. the grizzlies on the river, you know, they'll hang around a little longer, and they'll actually come back in several times. Okay. Then they're still trying to figure out what's going on. So. I see. But for, for black bear, they typically like a lot of cover. Okay. They like the sprucey, swampy areas. Um, you know, they like stuff on a ridge. Uh, typically, I haven't seen a lot of grizzlies, like, I would call it ridge hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, one of our baits... We had we had our ground blind up on a ridge, and the uh, little drainage was behind it. And you know, they, you would hear them cross that drainage, but you could tell a black bear versus a grizzly bear coming in because okay. a grizzly is splashing like here, here I come. <laughs> and you know, a grizzly or a black bear typically you never heard until they took a bite of dog food and you heard the crunch. Okay. So they come in very stealthy, but I think that's because yeah. they're on high alert. Yeah. You know, with that many grizzly bears running around the woods, I mean, they they literally will eat the cubs. They'll eat, you know, mature black bears for that matter. Right. Right. Now, somebody told me in in one of our in a phone call, I don't know, a year ago or something, was that that you've seen big black bears though bullying like small grizzlies. Oh, absolutely. This <laughs> is funny. Most people would just assume that even the biggest black bear is smaller than a grizzly, but um I'm assuming that's yeah, not true. Two and a half year old, two and a half year old that's just been kicked out by mom, okay. you know, for a grizzly cub is about the size of you know a mature black bear. I but see. But I've seen them on camera, never in person, but I've seen them on camera feeding at the same bait station and fighting. Oh, okay. So, uh, on several cameras up here that people have sent me pictures of, so it's like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but it, it's, it's really cool. interesting because you see, you know, the black bear is literally going after the the grizzly cub, you yeah. know. Or immature boar. Yeah, but it's yeah. like you know, it, it's it's interesting because people are like, oh, they don't eat together, and it's like, well, the young dumb ones do mm-hmm. because they don't know they don't know any better. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah, and I, I think it's the case anything. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's the case with anything, but there's always the exception, of course, right? But 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just not yeah. something you picture. You just you just picture, you know, I, I think, you know, being from the lower 48, you picture, you know, a grizzly bear being always bigger than a black bear. It's just not the case. So Not the case, no. Yeah, no. that's cool. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, though. Uh, okay, oh, bait. Um, so do – is you pretty much – you pretty much always use dog food for bear bait then. You don't mix it up for uh, change anything for baiting black bears versus grizzlies or anything like that. It's just straight dog food. So I like dog food with a sweet surrender on it to give okay. it a little sweetness. Um, okay. Every now and then I'll make up like the mash with the, the I take a five-gallon bucket. And this is kind of like a dessert like to get the bait started. But okay. I take a five-gallon bucket, put a gallon of molasses in it with um, the cob mm-hmm. and then, you know, it makes a sticky like pudding and then okay. I'll put a little bit of scent attractant in it. Cause you know, they're digging around in there and they're yeah. getting their paws Ooh. in there. And you know, it's, it's a great attractant to attract other bears by mm-hmm. them tracking it off through the woods, make the bears work for that, for you. Yeah. And then I'll throw some marshmallows in cause I've, <laughs> I've seen bears that literally pick marshmallows out. Uh-huh. Just, just, they, they sit there and pick them out and it's, it's like, why? Why not scoop the whole thing and put it in your mouth? But, you know, they're, they're fun to watch. Yeah. And before, yeah. before we set up our bait, I always go through my cupboards, get rid of all the old cereal or crackers and <laughs> stuff like that. So it's interesting that when you put it on the ground to see what they pick, and it's like, really, Ritz? You know, those are stale. So, yeah. But, yeah, when you put a little bit of sweet surrender or whatever, you know, somebody wants to use on it, I mean, it definitely, that, that area gets cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've, I've had people email me and say, you know, if, if, you're, if you're in a budget, like, what's the only, um, only attractant, you know, you would use? I always mm-hmm. default to the sweet surrender. I'm like, that is, like, the number one thing. Like, I, I can't go without sweet surrender. Um, yep. <laughs> it's just because, because in a pit, like if you have to choose one thing that beta 907 makes, um, with the sweet surrender, you can, you know, you can sweeten up your, your bait. You can pour, you know, you can, you know, you can use that as the powder sort of around the bait mm-hmm. to put, get on your pads. And then you can, you can put it up in the trees a little bit too. And that way, oh, you know, and so if, if you only, and it's, it's not the strongest smelling stuff you have. And so it's not the only thing I would recommend, but if you only mm-hmm. had to pick one thing, that sweet surrender is awesome. It just, it, it really, yeah. Oh yeah. And so my thing is the scent ball. Really? Well, like, yeah, I, have to I guess. Have a scent ball. Yeah. Because it's got to hang there and give off scent 24 seven until a big brown bear comes in and rips it down. Right. So that's, and that's, you know, we try to hang them at least 12 feet high. And right. I mean, I have videos of a, of a grizzly bear literally like <laughs> pulverizing a scent ball just by reaching up and with its two paws, smacking it together and it just poof dust. So, I mean, I was shocked, but for me, I like to use three things okay. and I call it bag. So I want bag. something on the barrel. I want something in the air, and I want something on the ground mm-hmm. because I want all of these three components working for me. Yeah, and I would agree with that like, philosophy maybe, too. I that's yeah. I've never heard coined it like that, but I would agree with that. Go ahead, though. Sorry. So I like to smear something on the barrel, mm-hmm. whether it's smear paste, whether it's tar. People can use peanut butter. I mean, I'm all for the do-it-yourselfers until it comes to 
making something over a flame with alcohol or oil because people can get hurt. Yeah. And so with the barrel, I like to smear stuff on it. I take a paintbrush and I take one four ounce jar Mm -hmm. and I use half of it on the barrel. And then I use the other half on trees and twigs that are around or roots. So I like to use that because once they get that oil based product on their, their paws, Mm -hmm. they're tracking it off. Yeah. So I like something in the air to give off, Scent 24-7, mm-hmm. whether it's the yo-yos or the scent ball, doesn't matter. The yo-yos typically last about a week, depending on rain. The scent ball usually lasts four to five, you know, four to five months, depending on rain. I like to just cut the bottom out of the bag so that mm-hmm. the rain doesn't get on it. Ah, uh, okay. Interesting. So, and then I hang it, you know, 12 feet in the air. And sometimes you can go a little higher because you've got some big grizzly bears out here. Mm-hmm. And then for the ground, I like to put the Bruins Brunt or the Fatal Draw. Mm-hmm. They're two different products. Two different effects on the bear, but yep. they're pretty much the same principle. So the Bruins is a two-pound um, powder that goes in front of the barrel, and instead of using grease, it works best uh, in Alaska because we have to remove all contaminated soil. So when you're dumping five gallons of grease in front of your barrel, you know, some bears will eat that ground, yep. and you won't have to worry about it, but sometimes they won't, and they'll just pound it in the ground, yep. you know, and you, you have to dig that up. So with the fatal draw, what they typically do with that is they roll in it. Mm-hmm. So now when they're walking into your out into the woods, your game trails just blew up with scent because it's all over their fur, it's all over their paws, it's everywhere. Yep. And some of them yep. like to snort that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I like to put it on the top of my barrel lid mm-hmm. because I like to see what it does to them. And they get like some kind of high off of it. And it's like, ooh, what's this? You know, so <laughs> it is interesting to watch them. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and another thing is, is I've had people who, and we've done it before, we hunted on catnip. Really? And catnip, some bears carry the same gene as cats. Well, they'll roll in this catnip, and then they'll get, like, this high off of it. And, like, <laughs> I didn't use, like, physical catnip. I used catnip oil okay. on the ground. And they were loving on the trees, but then they get angry. So you have to be careful about catnip. <laughs> but it is a great story. It was funny to watch, but... You know, I've had a couple people that are like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Read. You know, I do research all the time. Yeah. So, but that was a fun hunt, watching a grizzly bear roll in catnip. So it was like, oh, man. That is funny. That's an 18, you know, that's an 800-pound cat rolling around right there. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. funny. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, you know, me saying that, yeah, like if I had to choose one thing, what's the only mm-hmm. what, what? But here's what I would recommend you use. So I've had huge success with the tar that bear, mm-hmm. uh, especially the um, uh, final, the final dessert. dessert. Yeah, I was trying yeah, to say your scent. Yes, yes, I love that stuff. We yeah, we kind of we kind of engineered that together, and um, that was well, you did all the engineering. I just like, hey, I, I'd like a scent that kind of smells like this. <laughs> Yeah, but the interesting thing about that scent is Mm -hmm. it smells perfumey when it's in the can. But when you're sitting a bait station, you smell that over anise, which is, it blows my mind because anise is so strong. Yeah, it's, it is a really powerful smell once it's the air. And I didn't tell you this. So I, I have like a baiting pack. Well, I had a jar of that final dessert tar in there and... Mm -hmm. The I don't know what happened, but the the I used most of the can, and somehow the lid got off the can, and it smeared all inside this pouch, 
And this pack just I can't the smell doesn't go away. It's permanently in I mean this pack just smells like final dessert. It is so strong. Well, at least it's not skunk. (laughs) It's true, yeah. I know it wasn't like I had (laughs) the nasty boar tar or something. Oh so Yeah, but uh, that tar, the bears love it. I actually, um, when I used it in Minnesota, I mean, they were like bending over trees trying to lick it off. and Because I, I applied mm-hmm. it to a bunch of little birch trees and, you know, right at the top. And the bears were literally grabbing the tree, bending it over and like eating the leaves it was on. It's kind of crazy. But um, they uprooted they uprooted a spruce tree that was probably six inches in, in diameter. But mm-hmm. they took the root system Oh, wow. Out from under oh, this wow. tree and like tipped it over that had that on there. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting because I left the tree there, mm-hmm. but you could still smell that. And it was like, I hadn't applied it for probably a month and a half yeah. and it still was there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great scent. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'm glad. That I was shocked by how well it did. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, in, in honestly, it, it's a very surprising smell. People are going to get it and, you know, and they like, be like, really? Well, especially if you smell in the can, you might smell in the can and go, there's no way bears will like yeah. this. But then you yep. put it on the tree. I, I think like, the same thing. Oh. I, I thought the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem to, yeah. When I first smelled it, I was like, I don't know, but mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, it's interesting though. Um, so when I was formulating that scent, yeah, literally yeah. in my garage, I, I instantly got a migraine and I was like, I have to get away. Yeah. You know, so I went down and checked the mail, you know, which is like a couple walks away. Mm-hmm. Well, as I turn around, I'm coming back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I smell that, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm blocks from my home. So I'm like, oh man, that's exactly what I was trying to hit, but it's too strong up close. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's it's... when I was like, how interesting <laughs> how scents work. Yeah. Yeah. Some not... In the, it, it, I don't know, not all scents are, are equal in a way. Like some, I mean, all scents are better than some, but then some, I mean, that it's just projects, right? Like, anise, oh, yeah. like, okay, so let's, anise is kind of like that. It really projects, but neither of us use anise much because I don't, yeah, and I don't either. And I mean, it works, but what I found is that everybody uses anise, and mm-hmm. the I want something different than everybody else. Because right, because I don't want to make those rookie mistakes that a bear is going to associate fear with or a hunter with exactly. because it is so widely used. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I am a diehard blueberry, cherry, beaver caster person. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like especially cherry because around here we have so many wild cherries. Bears just go nuts mm-hmm. for it. I mean, during prime baiting season, that's what bears want. And so I love cherry. And that's... Um, mm-hmm. We sort of, that's one of the things in our Michigan mash that we put together this fall too was, I mean, I don't mind saying that one of the things is cherry. I mean, it's, it's, uh, that, that's why we formulated that. Cause it's, it's so that pretty potent. Yeah. That <laughs> one's pretty good too. So yeah, we haven't really talked about it. I don't, I don't know if we even, we even released that. Not, I mean, you can, yeah, I guess we're releasing it's it. It's right? coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. I mean, I, I mean, do. I get so busy that uh, it's like, I need a, I have lists everywhere of what yeah. I have to do. I have to remove this. I have to add this, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, and people are like, Oh, I want 
I want the tar done in this. And it's like, I can do it in anything. Yeah. I just don't have time to update everything. Yeah, Because exactly. a lot of people don't know that I am the only person who runs this business. Yeah. I do everything. Yeah. I pack the boxes. I make the bait. I do the books. I do the cleaning. I do everything. Nobody touches anything else because that way I'm the only one I can hold accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it like that. And it's kind of a control freak thing, but... You know, if you have a problem with a product, and I've had a couple people, you know, message me, you know, I wasn't real keen on the final dessert smell, you know, and I'll ship them something else that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. because, And I'm like, just give it a try. Yeah. But I'm going to send you another bottle right. of something on my dime right. because I want to make it right. Yeah. And, of course, you know, later on they're like, wow, that stuff really did smell. And I'm like, <laughs> yep. see? Yeah. But, you know, it, to each their own. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's one thing about this business is I do it all. That's awesome. And people are people are super like their minds are blown because I have sportsmen's up here and I have four stores up here and I do all these little archery shops. Well, not little archery shops; they're big archery shops. Mm -hmm. I do you know other sporting goods stores, and it's like that is all made by me. Nobody yeah. else touched that. That's and cool. I, the reason I like it that way is because everything is to a T, to mm -hmm. a formula. Nothing is going to smell different. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, and then I would say, I mean, uh, I think, I don't know if this goes without saying, but you, your quality is just outstanding. I mean, I'd be lying if and I said, I haven't, if I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't use other products before, and uh, yours is just stand above the rest. I mean, just stand above. It's Incredible. It's one chemical that changes the whole component component of everything to make it stronger. Yeah. Yep. That's so, cool. So I mean, when I get my blueberry scent, there's another chemical added to it, and it's like, bam. Yep. yep. Because nobody thinks, oh, blueberry, it's going to be strong. Yeah. It's one of my favorite scents. It is my favorite burn. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, out of all the burns that I sell, that's the most, the best seller. Yeah. The blueberry burn. Oh, it's fantastic, and you know that. Oh, like I know. Blueberry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, my bear in 2017, I 100% owe it to that. I mean, I, I took a bait, and so in Michigan, we've got a real the the hunt I always do because it's the one I can get tags for is that late season bait hunt, and it is hard. Bears are just naturally at that time of year they naturally start shutting down to baits. Um, oh yeah, and, and it's hard. And in the fall, it's harder to get a bear. Yeah, exactly, because they have natural food, and and so they're either on the natural foods or they're shutting down. And um, yep, it's hard. And so anyway, I had a bait that um, I had I had troubles with. It. Well, I mean, and I, a previous podcast covered all this, but um, if you if the listeners want to go back and listen to it, I forget which one. It's like my do it my michigan hunt part two or, or hound turned mm -hmm. bait hunt or bait turned hound hunt right. that's what it is yeah and, i remember uh, that one yeah and so anyway um but i mean i had a bait i, I bait, didn't bait it for a week and that is usually a death sentence for late season bait once you stop baiting it it's done i mean the baits mm -hmm. it's done bears go they're gone because they're looking for food and if you're if the food there's gone they're gone and I just last ditch effort went and started up this bait site again. And I used the blueberry burn. And I mean, within, it was three or four hours from when I left the bait site to when I got a picture of that big bear. I mean, it was three or four nice. hours. He was back. I mean, in October, I mean, that's just, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> so, well, and the only thing I used, to pull them back in. yeah. And the thing I used was that blueberry burn. I mean, it's incredible. It really mm -hmm. is. 
So. And plus, you get to smell it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we put up a nasty war ball, and it's like you get that blowing in your face sometimes Ooh. or catch a whiff of that, and it's like, wow. Yeah. But if you have, you know, your blueberry burn going, I mean, it's mm. fantastic because that's mm. what you're smelling. Yeah, hungry. I get hungry anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I did do one with the Fruity Rubble, and it was like everybody and their mother wanted one, and I'm like, okay, yeah. well, you know, you're going to want Fruit Loops when you're done. <laughs> I wonder if anybody so. burns those in their house, like sets them up like in an incense burner. <laughs> well, I have a I have a doctor who swears by anise with um, doing like the scentsy burns that you do in your house with those scentsy pots. Yeah, for morning sickness for pregnant women. Weird. I had no idea about it, but I'm like, I have the oil. You can, you know, we'll make it we'll make it into something. And he sells it as a, at his office. <laughs> so if you have a pregnant wife with morning sickness, do a little bit of banana burn. <laughs> Beta nine oh seven bear attractants and morning sickness cures. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an essential oil. I mean, there's yeah. there's there's benefits to it. Yeah, of course, of course. It's just funny. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that's why those lactating bears like it. <laughs> hey, maybe that is it. There you go. If maybe. You yeah. If you don't want sows and cubs, don't use anise. I'm sorry if, right. I'm, if, I'm, sorry if I'm not selling it. I'm not doing a very good job of selling anise today. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I don't use it either. Yeah, exactly. So. But that's personal preference. I mean, it yeah. is a long-reaching, long-call. It, it is. And I have noticed that people get kind of hung up on it because – They'll be like, I just don't smell it anymore. And yeah. it's like, you've smelled it too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you can literally burn your senses out on it. So, oh, yeah. Exactly. You know, people have been like, oh, I can't smell it in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. You're you're just used to it. Yeah, exactly. And that and there's something to be said about that, too, with the bears, right? Like, uh, bears no different. They When they smell the same thing over and over again, they get used mm-hmm. to it, right? And so that's right. why, you know, I like to have a... a Usually at a least, buffet. yeah, I like to have at least yeah. three scents I cycle yep. through that Me too. every time I go to bait, I, I use the different scent. And I mean, it can be that you can use them multiple times throughout the year, but mm-hmm. at least three, you know, two might get you by in a pinch, but the three, it really cycles the scents that way the bears know, hey, something fresh, you know? Something new. Yeah. And maybe one thing doesn't pique their curiosity and the other thing does. Yeah, exactly. So yep. I like to offer a buffet as well. Yeah, exactly. Even and even if you have, you know, if you use multiple products, like you know, I'll use the final dessert bear tar, but then mm-hmm. I will um, say like blueberry sweet surrender or mm-hmm. um, it's another one. Bacon. Uh, <laughs> no, I, no, I I don't use any meat scents around here because of wolves. So oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah, that's. And that's the only reason, but yeah, I mean, that's another powerful smell is, is bacon, but you, yeah, you, you have bacon stuff. I've just never used it. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. use it up here for the browns, right? but right. it doesn't matter because they're bringing in both. doesn't yeah. matter which color. Exactly. That's cool. Oh, all right. We're, wow. We were really, we were talking before the podcast about rabbit trailing and, and stuff and we're already at the, the hour, the mystical hour, which we can blow. It's no big deal, but, um, okay. Yeah. I, if we have any, I got all day. Yeah. I've got, I've got a whole list here. Let's see. Uh, all right. Let's see. What do we want to talk about here? Uh, we talked about that. This is real professional podcasting right here, guys. 
I've I've decided professionals. I've just I've decided to become very much less professional with my podcast. I hope everybody likes it. Um, <laughs> let's see. Here's one. Well, we talk on like a monthly basis. Where yeah. like you know. Exactly. It's, it's more like catching up. Yeah, exactly. We just started to record it for once. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't dropped any f bombs, so we're good, right? Yeah, you're good. No, you've been good. <laughs> you've been good. <laughs> um, I think that's the that's another avenue for the bear baiting community is that this is a woman owned business. So right. when people call and they ask for, you know, hey, is Jess there? And it's like, yeah, this is her. <laughs> uh, and it's a long pause and it's like really? I have so much knowledge about bears uh, yeah. and then the first question out of their mouth is I was calling about your balls so it, I, I always laugh I always have to laugh because I'm like you mean scent balls so yeah but it, there isn't a client that, or a customer or a friend that is in the bear baiting community that I don't get stuck on the phone for an hour just talking about bears. And, oh, yeah. You know, what people are getting hung up on and, you know, how to change things. And, yeah. you know, um, like uh, here's one big thing that I am constantly telling people. And it's mostly Alaska. I don't know about lower 48. Mm-hmm. But people will be like, hey, um, I have bears on my camera, but I never see them when I'm sitting. And I think one of the biggest problems that people have is that they don't cut two trails into their bait, mm-hmm. one for getting in your stand and one for taking your bait in. Uh-huh. And I recommend, like, a 30-yard cut. Okay. So, you know, a distance between because people will generally up here, they take their bait in and then they walk straight to their stand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you need to go back out and get on a different trail because those bears get hung up, uh-huh. you know, and... I, I've read somewhere before that a bear can smell your your footstep, you know, where you've stepped for up to fourteen hours after you've stepped there. Oh, I believe you know. That. And I'm I'm not a big fan of the spray, the scent controls, but mm-hmm. I mean, this last year we had four people in a ground blind, and we saw every day we were out there we saw bears, but we yeah. had an ozonics going. Okay, and I was blown away by that. Interesting. You know, and one guy had his had his boots off. His rubber <laughs> boots were off, and he's socking uh-huh. it. And I'm yeah. like, "What are you doing? We're never going to see a bear." And of course, you know, that day we saw three different bears. That's cool. But yeah, so I think a lot of people get hung up on certain things that they could change, and it's very simple changes. You know, yeah, you got to play your wind, and you know, if you're if you're walking into your bait and you're dumping dog food, and then you're walking straight to your stand, of course they're not going to come in. They're going to know you're there. Right. So backtrack out and go in a different trail yeah exactly that's that's very good advice and it's hard to do that but it you know when you set up a stand you gotta have it's something i've struggled with um personally is um when you when you go to set up a bait site you know i get a lot of times i get hung up on thinking about the bears and catering to the bears and where's the best spot to set up for for the bait site for the bears right but I really started to focus on, I mean, that, but you also have to think about how am I going to enter? How am right. I going to exit? How am I going to bait this? How, which way are the bears going to come from? And, mm-hmm. you know, wind direction with that, what's the wind going to be like? You know, if you you're assume, you know your dominant wind direction usually 
you got to think about like thermals with like because we're usually hunting black bears near swampy areas, and so you got to think about right. thermals well, with that. Sure. There's a lot that goes into thinking about a site, but when you set up a bait site, and I kind of made this mistake this year, honestly, I I, I messed it up. I and I, I pre-thought it out, but it's still hard. Was you know think about where what tree are you going to set up a tree stand in? I mean, yeah, right now you're just plopping down bait, you know, but. And it's not just plopping now. There's a lot of work that goes into that too. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it isn't easy. What what tree are you going to set up your your tree stand in to to actually mm-hmm. shoot at that bait? Which way is the wind going to be blowing from that tree stand? Should you have another? You know, do you need to set up a ground blind? You know what? Right. There's so many things that go into to 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 that that you gotta think about that when you actually set up the spot. You know, that's something mm-hmm. I've really struggled with and. Hopefully somebody can, you know, when you're setting up a spot this spring or this fall or whatever, just think about that because it's hard, you know. So, so. typically we, we set up our, our blind first. Okay. So we build a platform. We just started using the platform last year. Mm-hmm. Generally, we were hunting out of um, um, ground blinds that were on the ground that were wooden. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, you can – the the wind direction was coming, didn't matter where, which way it was coming from because there was no windows to go through. It, they were just on the front side, so okay. it would, they would never really wind you. Okay. But this year, or this past year, we used the ground blind on top of a platform stand. Well, we, mm-hmm. we set that first. And then we look out from up, up top, like, where's, where's the best place to put this? We, we use two, two different barrels. We use a shaker barrel, which is generally close at 20, 25 yards. Okay. And then we put a big barrel, 55-gallon drum, on a tree. Okay. And that way it gives, you know, if you've got two bears wanting to come in, they'll come in because, mm-hmm. you know, they both have a food source. Okay. And they're not fighting over it. Yeah. So, and it's typical for black bears with, you know, a mating, mating pair or whatever, but if, yeah. if they're courting, you know, they'll go to separate barrels. Mm-hmm. So we, we like to set up the, the blind first and yeah. then, you know, cut in your shooting lanes, you know, get everything dialed in, you know, you got your barrel up, you may not have bait in it yet because you're still setting up, yeah. but you've got, you know, your lanes are open, you can see everything. And we made a rookie mistake of doing a shaker barrel just with one chain and not two to separate trees to keep it from winding around the Mm -hmm. big cottonwood tree that it was chained to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, on the left-hand side of this cottonwood is a little drainage. Mm -hmm. And so every time we came in, well, with the exception of one time, the barrel is down in this hole that you can't see from this, from the stand. So the one time that we came in and it was not in the drainage was when we ran into you know, a four-year-old grizzly. So it was like, oh, hi, how are you? 21 yards. Um, hello. And it, it, grizzly bears typically escape the way they came in. Okay. So he apparently came from this way. Oh, no. And I had heard the chain moving, so I told my husband, I'm like, hey, we got a bear on the bait. Yeah. And apparently he didn't hear me. I said it probably a half a dozen times. Mm. But, you know, you become complacent sometimes. So, you know, he's got his arms full, and here we come in, and about 30 yards – this bear is like popping up like, whoa, hey, what are you? But on the river, they don't really see a whole lot of humans. So he didn't know what we were. And, you know, he just turned and spun. But you could tell he was trying to go out in the direction we were. And that's the way he came in. Oh, no. Well, on camera, that is the way he came in. Mm-hmm. So it all made sense. But, you know, he went and laid down about 20 yards. And we got up in the stand. Well, I think I was already halfway up it by the time Steve grabbed the ladder and slammed it up to the side. Because okay. I'm like, oh, 
So <laughs> by the time the bear left, he, he went out about 20 yards, laid down, and then he apparently is accustomed to the boat noise okay. because we had come in with the boat and we had just wanted to go straight to our stand. It was already baited. Yeah. And uh, so there was a boat in the river having motor issues. So it had shut off, restarted, shut off, restarted. And this was about an hour after we jumped him. Mm-hmm. And uh, about 20 minutes after the boat finally took off and got his motor all situated, that bear came right in. Oh, wow. So it was really interesting because it was like, <laughs> they, they are so smart. Oh, so yeah, they are. Smart. Yeah, but, they yeah, are. it was a... It was a hair-raising experience. I mean, those are the, that age grizzly is—they don't know where they are on the food chain. They're very—they're very—I um, wouldn't say aggressive, but just very cautious. Yeah. So they're the ones that can get you in trouble. I see. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So we typically put up our 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 stand first, and then work the barrels and okay. which tree we want to be on, and okay. trim what you need to trim. And yeah. Yep. Because yeah, up here we thing. we have ferns that literally get five feet high, right? And I'm five one, so walking into that is like walking in blind. <laughs> so you know, and there's times where we've talked about taking a weed whacker out there, and it's like we just need to whack down these these damn ferns, you know. <laughs> but we always leave them. So mm, that's why. Yeah, one of these days you're going to read about me on the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> And all the antis will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Batum nine oh seven lady. Batum nine oh seven lady gets <laughs> yeah. mauled by a bear. Mauled by a bear. Defends self with weed whacker. There you go, perfect. That would be a cool story. That would make headlines. That would make There you headlines. go. There's there's the guy that they got in trouble for killing a bear with uh with a spear. You're gonna get in trouble for killing a bear with a weed whacker. Somehow we got roped into that the change.org yeah that whole mess with under armor oh and i mean hey if you want to get a bear with a spear i am all about it i have sponsored hunts with bears with spears Mm -hmm. i'm happy for you yeah you have big cojones right i do not right so yeah i mean i have no problem with that but we got roped into it so we had death threats and Uh, you know people taking pictures of my daughter and we had people trying uh to break into our home i don't know if that was the break in the break in if that was any correlation to that whole thing, but a lot of antis, you know, and you need to kill yourself and just nasty emails. And it's like, wow, you guys are about love and peace. And it's like, you're telling me to kill myself. So I just, I just wonder, I just just wonder about the mentality of those people. I mean, just, uh, I don't even want to go there. I'm not going to go there. I I mean, let's not talk politics. Yeah. My goodness. They're just crazy. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. One big long topic here: baiting strategy. What is your baiting strategy? So, I mean, I, I think I think I kind of guess with it being far out that you probably do large amounts of bait less often. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's very true. And we typically, when Steve is home for his two week R and R, we are out there every other day baiting, and every other day we sit. Okay. Unless we have family or friends that are sitting with us. And then it's, you know, we'll run out there in the morning, come back in the afternoon. Okay, I see. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Because typically our bears lay down, like, it is rare to see one after 9, p- 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. And they usually go do their thing and then, you know, they're back on camera about 3 o'clock, you know, jumping in and out of it. And then they usually, like, hoard the bait about 9 p.m. Okay, gotcha. So. 
I am so envious of of that because yeah, my beers like to do like start holding the bait at nine o'clock too. So if it's dark, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that's, this is because they haven't eaten all day and they're ready to you know lay claim to some dog food. Exactly, exactly. Oh, I gotta get up. But there. you know the best part about bear baiting, and, and I don't know, everybody's ready to shoot a bear, and, yeah. but it, to me, it's watching them. Yeah. You know, learning their behaviors, learning what, you know, they do, mm-hmm. how they react. I mean, they are a majestic animal to me. The muscle structure on a grizzly bear is phenomenal. Yeah. But yet they move so elegantly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've seen some clumsy four-year-olds. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, but, of course. <laughs> you of know, course. these older, you know, these older eight-foot-plus eight are just beasts. Yeah. Oh, and you don't even yeah. hear them. Yep. I mean, yeah. it, in in this day and age, I mean, it's crazy to think that you know, with with how I don't want to say our world's tame, but the idea that that these giant bears can still exist, you know, is just oh, yeah, it's absolutely. cool. It's a cool feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. So my strategy on the river is mm-hmm. bait a lot, okay, bait often mm-hmm. because you have a lot of grizzly bears out there. Yeah. But on the road system at the 17 Grizz, mm-hmm. that one we had to bait, like, almost every day. Okay. But I like to bait early mm-hmm. in the morning, okay. like, around, you know, when daybreak is, you know, after you have breakfast. Go out there, do your baiting. And if, you're, if you've got nocturnal bears, and up mm-hmm. here it's rare because it's June. Yeah. Um, but you can turn those nocturnal bears to daytime bears just by feeding a little bit in the morning. Okay. And, you know... That bait's going to be gone at night, but they know you're coming back because you're resenting. Mm-hmm. You're giving them something to pique their curiosity. Yeah. So when yeah. you start baiting just a little at a time, whether it's a five-gallon bucket or, you know, half a trash bag, mm-hmm. a kitchen trash bag, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to come in more early, and they're going to be looking for that. So I know that, you know, I, I've told people, hey, leave a radio, little AMFM radio playing at night, and then when you rebate, shut it off. Mm-hmm. Because and it doesn't have to be blaring. I mean, I don't know if they like country or rap, but you know, <laughs> but just Gangsta keep it on bears. a minimum, you know. And they hear something, so they're not going to come in at night. And mm-hmm. you know, if you're on the road system and you can get to it within a reasonable amount of time, and you have the time to do it, I would recommend a radio. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I've seen That's people use those uh, those Halloween bowls that like they go off by motion. Yeah. So, like, a hand comes up out of a bowl and it scares the bear. I've seen that. Somebody put it on a trash can as well. But I've seen it at bear bait sites. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's genius. So, you know, I should think about it. I I almost want to run an extra bait this year just to try that and see if it works. You should. Because I I don't know around here if, because black bears are so skittish of people around here. I don't know if it'll just scare them off entirely. Dancing Santas. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) Now all you people are going to be running out to buy all these clearance (laughs) items after. I'm going to Walmart right now. As soon as this is over, I'm going to Walmart and buying Dancing Santa and putting them up in the tree stand. (laughs) Well, don't forget to buy all the stuff that's marked off because it was Christmas because those are great deals. Uh, If you can get a bag of M&Ms for 50 cents, I mean, (laughs) do it. That's great bear bait. Exactly. (laughs) Like after Easter, make sure you get all those marshmallow peeps for 25 cents. Right, exactly. Not in Michigan, though. You can't use chocolate in Michigan. Everybody else is good. Well, New Hampshire. Also New Hampshire. Okay. 
yeah, everybody else is, you know, so, <laughs> is everybody else is good to go. Michigan, New Hampshire, Well, sorry. go for something else. <laughs> right. I'm sure there's, yeah, candy canes. I don't know. Yeah, why not? <laughs> exactly. Hey, they like peppermint. Yeah, they do. They actually do. Yeah. They like mint. Buy all that Spearmint. Just make sure it's yeah. unwrapped you're the one, so they're you're not the one eating that, plastic. Yeah, you're the one that uh, that got me kind of hooked on spearmint for a bear bait, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was scent. very surprising. I'm still. I don't think it works in in states that have spearmint like fields. I know mm-hmm. Idaho is not real hip on spearmint. They have a lot of spearmint fields, but okay. I, mean, I mean that's originally where I'm from. Okay, I didn't even know. But, but I'm I'm really naive about spearmint. I had no idea there was such thing as a spearmint field. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just assumed. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Um. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because around here, I remember the first time I used that stuff. I mean, because you, you, so you had sent it to me. Um. And this is way before I even thought about having a podcast or anything. We, uh, I was baiting my my number one site that I plan to reclaim this year. I'm so excited. I'm moving. As everybody knows, I'm moving from my current location to further up north. In Michigan, Your old stomping my, grounds. My old stomping grounds where my love of bear hunting really grew. And um, to the site, I'll be able to hunt regular bait regularly at a site that, I don't know, I'll call it my home site. It's, it's where my love of bear hunting began. And um, I mean, I loved bear hunting before that site, but I was like, I, I became an addict because of this site. And I get to live right next to it again. I am so excited. I'm going to reclaim that site and we're going to go crazy this year. I can't wait. Good. To, can't wait to have everybody follow along with it. Cause I've, it's been a, I'm not saying that bear hunting isn't good around here, but it is just out of this world where I'm going to be living again. So I'm excited. So anyway, um, so that was, yeah, you would send it to me, the spearmint to me as a freebie, I remember. I had ordered, I don't know, blueberry or something, and you sent, I know what it was, it was uh, the paste, but it was blueberry paste. Smear paste. Yeah, yeah, smear paste. And you had sent me some spearmint smear paste, and I was like, eh, this doesn't sound I like, I was this. very, yeah. I was like, it's a freebie, I don't know, this can't I be that I still do good. that. You, I still put freebies in the boxes. Yep, and it's very appreciated. And, uh, I I was just like I don't know this this does not seem like something that's gonna work and I was <laughs> but I was like it was the middle of the season and I was just like you know I'll just use this I need to mix up the scents a little bit and I'm just gonna throw it out there and whatever I didn't even think about it right and so I put the, like half the bottle on the uh, or half the can or whatever it is on the um, on a tree and left. That night, I had so many bears just show up at my base. I'm like, what in the world happened? just happened? Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I told my wife, I'm like, I use this stupid spearmint stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and look at this trail. Look at these trail camera photos. This is nuts. <laughs> so the interesting thing about spearmint is that it has ruined a lot of deer feeders. Really? So some people bait with deer feeders down in like Oklahoma, Arkansas, even in Maine. Mm -hmm. And I kept getting these emails like, uh, this bear annihilated my, my, my deer feeder 
because I put some spearmint on it. Well, don't put it on your stuff. <laughs> put it on the trees around it. So, yeah, a couple yeah. people lost their deer feeders. Yeah, 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 that's a good, don't put, don't put any of Jess's stuff on anything you don't want ruined. Anything you want to keep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, because they, yeah. I mean, I poured, um, like, I put, so on the final dessert tar, the, if, so when you, whenever you make it, there's always a little bit of like liquid, pure liquid or mm -hmm. oil or something that settles on top when you open the can. Mm -hmm. And whenever I open it, I always pour that like into a stump or something. And I've seen them literally Perfect. eat the stump because I put oh, yeah. the stuff in there. So, oh, yeah. I mean, they go crazy for, I, I mean, literally a rotten stump. I mean, they ate it. It was crazy. So if they'll eat a rotten stump, they'll destroy anything for, you know the attractants. Oh yeah. Just... That's how I get them to excavate the stations mm -hmm. for future use. Yeah. Like I pour stuff in stumps. I pour it on trees that I want gone <laughs> and they're gone. You know, by the end of season, I'm like, okay, this is going to be perfect next year. <laughs> there you go. Seriously. I'm, that's a good yeah. idea. I didn't really think about that. Oh yeah. That's a good so, idea. I mean, we've lost entire trees that the scent ball leaked on, yeah. you know, dripped down on because of the rain. Mm -hmm. But they literally eat, like, a boulder-sized amount of of dirt where that ball has dripped, <laughs> the scent ball has dripped. It's insane. And I'm like, yuck. That's going to hurt your teeth. Yeah, but, the digestion you know, system. Maybe that's why they have bear. all these bad teeth. Their digest digestion system's just crazy. <laughs> so I heard back in the day, I don't mm. know if this is true, I heard that they won't eat anything they can't digest. And I'm like, they can digest gasoline cans and snow machine yeah. seats, four-wheeler seats. <laughs> I mean, it seems to me they would regurgitate that, but yeah. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. I, I really have no idea how they eat the nasty boar. No, the nasty boar scent line that is just putrid. Yeah, but they sit there and eat the whole ball like it's just. Oh, yep, it's just a candy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they ugh. chomp on that until it's gone. Yeah, I mean, and, and you didn't even get the skunk part of it. No, you just got the nasty part of it. No, I know, I just got the nasty part. Yeah, because you can't ship it with the full thing. Yeah, and and I no. would say I would say. With that one too, I would recommend people only use that in the spring because they didn't seem to go for that in the fall. Just be, you know, with all the berries and stuff, I, I think mm -hmm. they definitely would say that, um, you know, try to match the hatch with scents because, you know, if there's a bunch of berries around, bears don't really want rotten meat is what I've seen. Well, and so, and it's hard to pull a bear off natural vegetation. That's what yeah. they should go for first anyway. Yeah, exactly. So don't try so, to... And don't, fall... Go ahead. Fall bear baiting is harder. Yeah, and so don't don't try to fight the the natural. Just go with the natural. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, that was that was an interesting smell though. That nasty board. That was <laughs> interesting. I, the post office hates me. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. My neighbors hate me. <laughs> well, they must they must like you for the money, but they must not like you for the sense. <laughs> no, no, they do not. Yeah, if anything ever happens to me, it's the guy behind me in the yellow house. Okay. <laughs> Just remember that. <laughs> okay, good to know. There's no public knowledge yeah. guy in the yellow right. house. <laughs> My wife likes to watch It's bound to happen. He hates me. He's always, he's like um, that guy on Home Improvement that's behind yeah. the fence. Yep. Yeah. So you never, you never see his face talking. Uh -huh. You always hear him groaning like, <laughs> oh, she's doing that shit again. Uh -huh. so, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. him. 
that's okay. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say the uh, my wife watches um like Forensic Files the show mm-hmm. and uh, she'll um and it's always like some they always find a murder by some weird crazy way you know and it's gonna be like. And then investigators were listening to this podcast that Jess had done. And when they heard the... <laughs> I released his name, but I don't want to go to jail. No, no, we don't really... No names. This is a nameless, this is a nameless yeah. thing. I wonder if people even know well, who I am. It's funny you mentioned the, the forensic thing, because I have a gentleman who is a, is a detective, mm-hmm. homicide detective. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, if you ever you know, get out of the bait business, you should get into homicide detective. Your, your sense of smell is gone. <laughs> you know, so you could smell anything. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I do have a career. I do have a career ahead of me if I ever wanted to stop. So. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, so back on bears, unless on cadavers here. Um, <laughs> the, uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That the, girl ain't all right. <laughs> <laughs> I started that one. That was bad. I went forensic files. It's bad. But uh, anyway, the um, what I'm excited for with my new, going back to my new spot is um, I can, I can, because I've always had this discussion this is a nice, this is a nice, like, segue, pull it all back together. So, I've always had this debate, you know, between baiting frequently and less, you know, smaller amounts. Not, like, small amounts, like a gallon and the bait's gone in an hour, but, like, you know, not not putting out giant quantities of bait, putting out, like, a five-gallon bucket a day or something, right? Mm-hmm. I've always mm-hmm. had this debate between doing that or baiting once a week and giant quantities and staying out of there, right? And, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses to both, right? And, you know, if you're baiting often, your scent's there a lot, which could arguably be a good thing or a bad thing, you know? Um, but you can get bears used to you being there and, uh, you know, your scent being around a lot. And then they get used to your scent. So when you're actually in the stand, they don't mind you being there. Um, there's that, but you know, and you don't go through as much bait, but then other people would say that, well, if you're not there as often, then the big bears won't be afraid of your scent and you can, you know, they get used to you not being there and then you just sneak in and, and kill them. And, and I don't know, there's a lot of discussion, but, or, you know, there's a lot of debate as to which method's better. Um, this year I'm excited to be able to actually, because for a lot of people it's hard, you you might not be able to get out there. I would say the majority of people can't really bait every day because they're traveling no. to a bait site. That's very rare. Mm-hmm. Even around here where I live, I can't actually hunt every year in the unit that I live in, so I have to travel at least an hour to my bait site, But mm-hmm. where I currently live. But where I'm moving to, my bait site is about uh, 15 minutes away. And so I can be nice. every day. Yeah. And so I am yeah. so... That's our road system, the 17 bear. Yeah. You could be that every day. Yeah. And I... I yeah. uh, we're going we're gonna to have so many discussions about this in the podcast this year, but um, I, I really am starting to think that baiting every day, um, if you can, I'm not saying that you... I have killed plenty of bears where you bait less frequently, like once a week you know, whatever. Um, but I, I really think that baiting frequently 
in smallish quantities of bait, you know, like five gallons a day or something, I think that leads to you having more daylight bears, you know, for fall hunt. That's a big deal. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, then I think that's the superior way, but we're going to find out this year. So, cause I, I've been doing, I've been doing the once a week thing for a few years now and I've had a lot more struggles with nocturnal bears or bait running out because I didn't put out enough bait, even though I'm putting out crazy amounts of bait, you know, the bait will still run out because, you know, more bears will show up and just clean it out. Right. Then your bait's cold for a couple of days and you got to restart at mid season. And, um, I've had a lot of struggles with that over the past couple of years and, and struggles I didn't have when I baited every single day. And so it's going to be interesting to kind of compare the two now, I think. So I may even, I may even this year run because I'll, there's, there's a place I've always wanted to bait hunt. And before when I was hunting, I was in college in, in this spot, I was in college. Boy, that just gave away where my spot is. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah, there's going to be some detected people that figured out where I'm moving to, but anyway, uh -oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I was busy in college when I, when I was hunting the spot frequently and I didn't have time to run up and, or, or down wow. <laughs> or over or over. Yeah, I could be over. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I run over to this other spot where I really wanted to, this area where I really wanted to hunt, but it was just a drive. And so I may try to run two spots this year and see what the and compare the two. You know, I mean, they're oh, comparable absolutely. terrains. That's a good way to good way to do it. Yeah, they're comparable terrains, and um, it would be interesting I to see which one. You're going to get the better. same result. You think so? I think so. Well. I'm not saying quantity of bears or quality of bears. I think that's going to be the same. It's just going to okay. be the, I think the biggest thing is the competition because with one method, there's tons of bait and the big bears around here, at least when there's tons of bait, it seems like they're a lot more apt. And I don't know if that's true or not though. Cause I've, uh, I don't know. It seems like they're they're less apt to be totally nocturnal when you're baiting frequently. Is what it seems. If you have a lot of bait out, they seem to be okay with being there only at night. But mm -hmm. it, I, that's really anecdotal. We're gonna find out this year. Yeah. See, there's really no method to it up here because you still have daylight. Yeah, and that that's the, that's the big difference. Is, well, the river bait that's open until October. But okay. your river's freezing before then anyway. Right. So, but, you know, the road system, the 17 bear bait, you know, that's only open until June 30th. Okay. Gotcha. So, you know, mm. but I think you're going to get the same results. Yeah. If it's the same kind of territory, you know, whether you have big bears versus small bears, you know, it, where the high pressure of the small bears coming in mm -hmm. on the bait that um, is baited a lot and yeah. less frequently so those bears aren't going to feel that pressure, but they're also not smart enough to realize that a human's putting it there. Yeah, right. So they don't know, you know, those younger younger bears, the immature ones, 
they they really don't know. No, they don't. But you get to be selective because you'll be running two baits and you'll know before we do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. Hey, I'm excited about it though. Anyway, if you can't tell, <laughs> I'm excited for you. Yeah, yeah. So before that though, we gotta I gotta do a spring hunt. We both know what I'm doing, but we're gonna keep that quiet for now. So yeah. Way too early to be like, oh, yeah, and here's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs to know. Nobody knows. What is Matt doing this year? He disappeared. I don't know where he went. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that recently. Sorry, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When's the next podcast? Yo, man, I'm sorry, everybody. I, I, I've been bad. I've been bad. Yeah, so part of that, you know, I have switched jobs, and that's why I'm moving and all that good stuff. So hopefully, we're gonna be, we're gonna try to be really consistent with podcasts now. So even in, yeah, and I appreciate all the uh, devoted fans I have, and um, try to do a lot for you guys this year. Uh, we're doing some giveaways too coming up here. Um, There'll be more. I'll post more on that coming up here soon too. But we're gonna do some giveaways, uh, very very soon with the podcast. I hope you guys will enjoy that too. So, but uh, count me in. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well. Yeah. Anyway. You know. You know. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. So. <laughs> uh, so cool. Anyway, let's see if I. I think we got everything on the list. Uh, I'm gonna go through the list one more time here. Uh, two more things two more things okay i think we're gonna we're gonna end up being a double hour here i don't know if we're gonna split this in two or just keep it as one and make people digest one giant podcast in one i don't know (laughs) we'll have to see anyway two two more things first off what made you decide to start a bear lure company? Oh, man. So the, we're going into our 13th season here. And I met my husband in, mm-hmm. back in the day. He's from Wisconsin. Okay. So he moved up here from there. And uh, so we got in good with this gentleman who bear baited. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, back in, I think it was 2003 or 2004, before I met my husband, mm-hmm. there was an initiative on the ballot about bear baiting okay. and uh, being uneducated to it. I voted no. Wow. You know, I, I knew nothing about it. Wow. So yeah, that one stings a little bit considering where I am today. Yeah. But after sitting down with my husband and this gentleman that we got into bear baiting with, you know, it was an education process for me. And mm-hmm. I think that's where we're at with Idaho and Wyoming Yeah, is because, you know, you don't know mm-hmm. the general public doesn't know. They only, it, it, it is the media telling us, whether it's paper, whether it's TV, Yeah, it's them telling us what we need to think. Exactly. So I had a million questions for this guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, grateful that he got me into this because it's done great things for, you know, yeah. the community as well as his business, everything, because I like to pay it forward. Yeah. So I got into bear baiting. We tried it. My husband shot a bear. And at the time... You know, there were still grizzly bears, but we, you know, in the 37 years I've been here, I can count on two hands how many bears I've seen on the road system when I'm not hunting. Yeah. So that's a a long time not to see that many bears. Right. So, and it's not like I ever went looking for them. Right. So anyway, got into this business and we lived in an apartment Mm -hmm. and I did, I started making 
lures for our friend Randy and my husband and then everybody that bear baited that knew my husband because he works on the slope mm-hmm. was like, hey, you guys have a ton of bears. You know, what are you using? And it's like, oh, my, my wife's been making this stuff. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'll make up a concoction. Everybody's the do-it-yourselfer. I get it. Yeah. Well, then it was, hey, can you make me one of those? Can you make this for me? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I heard bears really like this. And so I started messing with stuff. And, you know, my grandfather, um, he used to bear bait. So okay. I never really got into it. But mm-hmm. I knew what my grandma would make for him. So it's kind of like I tried to remember certain things. And, uh-huh. you know, it worked for them. So, Anyway, I started selling it to my husband's friends. Well, Mm -hmm. then it was like, well, you know, they were getting bears. Yeah. So I started selling it on Craigslist. Uh Uh-huh. And, I mean, it was, I was delivering this stuff clear to Anchorage. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's an hour and 10-minute drive. Yeah. You live in Wasilla, right? I live in Wasilla, which is 18 miles away from the epicenter of the 7.0 earthquake that happened on November 30th that shook us to the core. That's crazy. But... Yeah, so I live, well, it's like 21 miles north, but mm-hmm. it's an hour and 10-minute drive from Anchorage because okay. you got to go around all the water. Yeah. So, you know, I started selling on Craigslist, and then, you know, it got really popular, and then people were posting on forums, how do I get this stuff? And so I joined this forum and was pretty trying to be educational, even though I really didn't know anything. Yeah. You know, I just knew yeah. how to apply this stuff. I really didn't know about bears at the time. Uh-huh. You know, you know, 13 years later... It's all come together, and, you know, I'm pretty educated on bears. So, yeah. um, you know, I did it in an 8 by 10 shed logic at an apartment. People would come to our house, pick up stuff, and then it was like, you know, we, we really need a garage because yeah. 30 below in January and February sucks outside right. making right. this stuff. So we ended up buying a home out of Connecticut Bay, which is kind of by the inlet, you know. So. Okay. Got a three-car garage. That's my shop, um, and that's how I started. Well, off Craigslist and the forums, then I get a call from Sportsman Warehouse, and they're like, hey, this is Sportsman Warehouse Corporate. Um, we'd like to talk to you. Uh, why? <laughs> you know. So I started selling products to them, mm-hmm. and at that time, you know, the gel balls came in a ball canning jar, and mm-hmm. I, I've told you this story before, but we got yeah. a call one day, and some of the canning jar lids, literally exploded and like went up the wall with the game cameras, you know, and (laughs) it was just a nightmare. So we pulled that scent off the market. It was the only one that did it. Uh And then, uh, yeah, I was, there's some funny stories about this business. I'll tell you, (laughs) but so that's, that's how we got into the stores and Mm -hmm. then Cabela's moved in and, you know, they called us. I've I've never went to a business and been like, "Hey, you want to carry my stuff?" Oh wow! Because I don't even advertise anywhere. No, I know. I, I do no advertising because I like that money to be spent on the veterans hunts that we sponsor or the mm. kids hunts that That's we cool. sponsor throughout not only Alaska but the lower forty eight as well. Yeah. So I like to give more than I like to receive. Right. And that's where. Your money goes when you buy from Batum 907. It mm-hmm. goes back into the community of sponsoring stuff and helping others. And, that's awesome. You know, that's really, that's really the best part of this business is seeing people change. Yeah. You know, whether it's yeah. a veteran that, you know, has PTSD and they're just getting back out into the woods. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm very thankful for it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. When I, when I first heard of you guys, I, I'm trying to think where I heard it. Um, 
I mean, it was it was word of mouth, but I'm trying to. It was either on a forum or maybe on somebody posted something on YouTube or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that yeah, we have a lot of people who post videos, and it's like, thank you. Yeah, you know? I know. And yeah. that's why I try to put extra goodies in the box, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like I know I don't advertise, but it's a thank you, you know. Like, send me a testimony picture. I would love that. Yep. Because I literally sometimes I hunt vicariously through you guys because I can't get out to my stand. Yeah, exactly. Steve can. He can take all his friends and family out there, but, you know, sometimes I get stuck behind because I've got stuff to do. Right, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, and, and your testimony wall is gigantic. Mm-hmm. I don't, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. There's people that are like, how many bears are you responsible for? And I'm like, thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. Because even though I'm not on the hunt, I mean, yeah. I'm responsible for that. And oh, I feel yeah. partially responsible. I mean, you guys are putting in the work. Right. But I'm bringing them in by the scent. So. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. I know. There's some bears on there that it's like, ooh, um, yeah, that's a little one. Mm-hmm. But, hey, if you're happy with it, I'm happy for you. Yeah. You know, and I post everybody's pictures. Yep. Yep. I remember when we, uh, when, let's see, it must have been, yeah, it sent you like an email. This is. Years ago. Yeah, boy, it was years ago. I was like, I was, I was even, there was a time I was like, like anti-social media. I still am anti-social media, but I got a podcast. I have to be social media. But, um, I, I was like against it. And so I remember emailing you my testimony pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and so, I think I responded with, you bought blueberry. <laughs> yeah. You knew exactly what I bought. Too. I knew who That's you were. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. Yeah. I, I like love. watching the names roll in and, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this guy's new. He's never bought from us before. And then it's like, you know, you got the old timers and, yep. you know, they're buying the same stuff. <laughs> Yep, so, exactly, exactly. I have people on my calendar that I'm like, okay, two balls to this person in Arkansas at this particular time, shipped by this date, and then he'll send me a check. So, I mean, I <laughs> still cool. do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, I have people in my dialogue box. Yep, that is cool. Don't ever talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Although you're very yep. easy to reach. What's that? I said, although you are very easy to reach by phone. I try to be. Um, There's times where I'm out, you know, sitting in the stand, and it's like I just need to get away. Because if you – it's like any job. If you work, you know, 18, 20 hours a day and you have time to go sit the next day, I'm taking it. Oh, of course. You know, I'm going to call you back as soon as I get back. Right. Yep, exactly. But, you know, and these people from Maine or – Manitoba or, you know, these people that are like Nova Scotia that call at like four o'clock in the morning. It's like, whoa, (laughs) I literally had to move my shop phone out into the shop because I can't, I can't function on those hours. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But they understand. Oh yeah, exactly. Alaska time. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it's four hours difference. Yep. I'm three, three or four from you. Yeah, yeah, three, <laughs> three right now, soon to be four. So, Ugh. yeah, I'm going back to Crazy. Eastern time. I'm going back to Eastern time. Boy, oh, if really? You, okay, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you're trying to figure out where my, my awesome bait site is, and it really shouldn't be that hard to figure out anymore. It really shouldn't be. <sighs> I'm you're not, really I'm, giving it away. Well, I mean, <laughs> you have to be familiar. You have to know where I live currently, which I... 
a lot of people have figured that out very easily. Um, yeah, I'll have random people that would be like, yeah, and so and they'll they'll list they'll send me a message with the name of the town I live in. I'm like, wow, you're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what was I gonna say here? Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, so that's the business story. That is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got nothing to add. I don't have to freeze in January when I'm trying to get my orders out. I'm very happy about that for you. <laughs> yeah, that was true. I still have the 8x10 shed in the box in my backyard, though. Yes. Just for just for a reminder just for of where mem- you came from. That's cool. That is <laughs> yeah. cool. That is cool. Um, are you ever going to make No Brown Bears Allowed um, barrel stickers again? Who asked that? I don't know. I did. I, Why? I don't know. I can make them any time. I don't know. I just thought it'd be, I, well, I can't even use barrels here, but I thought it'd be cool. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> wants one, I'll make it. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but I think it should go to Grizzlies though. Cause the influx of Grizzlies that you're having in the, in That's the true. Idaho, Montana, Wyoming area, go. no Grizzlies allowed. Loud. I just thought that was, no I would grizzlies. watch YouTube videos and those stickers were on there. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> We've been on the Alaska State Troopers show with people really? with bear baits. And that's I'm like, oh, yeah, that's one of the stickers I made. Yeah. yeah, but that was back in the day. Yeah. That was way back in the day. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's cool. It was cool. before they even allowed brown bear, or grizzly bears over bait. Right, that's, that was the purpose of the sticker. And then once, once you could actually shoot browns and grizzlies over bait, right. it was like, well, that's kind of silly. Come on in, milk and cookies. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it should be now. People are stripping this <laughs> and stripping the stickers off. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody needs a sticker, just message me and I'll make you one. Cool. Uh, okay, last thing, and then we'll cut this off because we're. I, I'm having fun, but I don't. I don't. You know, I always hear podcasts like we try to keep it at an hour, and I don't. I don't really know. You know, I can see how many people listen to the podcast, and there doesn't really seem to be a consistent, you know, rhyme or reason why people listen to different lengths. Like, I've tried to keep it short, I've tried to make it long, and it doesn't really seem to matter. So, we're just going to roll with it as the conversation goes here, but... Um, okay. I don't know how much longer I have till the kids start breaking down the door, though. <laughs> Maybe they're napping. Maybe that is possible. Oh, that that'd be convenient. All right, last. But then thing. you're not going to get them to bed. No, I won't. Well, not till later. It is Saturday yeah. night, though. Okay, let them let them play. <laughs> okay, best bear hunting story. What's your best one? I'm sure you got lots. Oh man, so. My best friend and I, who I met through bear baiting, her mm-hmm. name is Carrie. Mm-hmm. She has a cabin up by Squintna. Okay. And uh, so my husband and I had shot a grizzly bear a night prior to hunting with her. She wasn't even in, in the area. She ran back to the landing for something and okay. came back the next day. So she gets there. She arrives. She's really jonesing to get out in the woods. She's a diehard bear baiter. She'll shoot anything. Yeah. Um, you know, she's just one of those that she used to run predator control. She did phenomenal with it. She's a great gal. So, uh, she gets there and, you know, I'm in my pajamas. It's like, oh, I don't know. It was probably seven 30. 
mm-hmm. and we're at her cabin. So I'm like, and she comes in and she's like, well, what are you doing in your pajamas? And I'm like, well, I was up all night skinning a brown or a grizzly bear, you know, I'm kind <laughs> of fatigued. Yeah. So she starts laughing and she's like, get dressed. And I'm like, why? And she's like, we're going across the river. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I just did this all night. Yeah. And I don't think we got done with that until like five o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. We shot it at 11. And yeah. it was actually a, it was a mating pair that came in. But my husband, you know, he's like, this is a grizzly bear the night before. Yeah. You know, I'm like, which one do you want? He's like, we're shooting one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? You know, <laughs> so I was pretty disappointed, but I get it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And so <clears throat> she's like, get dressed. You know, we're going to go across the river. And I'm like, yeah. I really don't want to. So I get dressed, I grab my 338, and, you know, she she has a boat, and mm-hmm. so she's like, we're, we're going to take our boat, you know, we'll, it's right across the river, and up here you can bait on the opposite side of the river as long as there's no cabin within a mile. Yeah. So, you know, we can hear our husbands talking on the bank, you know, and we're getting over there in the boat, and we get off, and we get it all tied up, and, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go in a recent, and uh, so she gets up in the the stand, which is a platform stand in the trees. And I'm like, all right, you know, so I go down into the bait and it's her bait station. So I'm walking around down there and I'm looking and I see the shadow mm-hmm. and I'm like, I have sat this bait station for a week now or like I don't know, maybe five days. And I just shot a grizzly there last night. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking and I'm like, I know the first thing to arrive after a bear has been shot is a dry sow. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. black cell, and I'm looking up this bank, and I'm like, "There's something up there. It's just not normal, you know." And I'm looking at Carrie, who's up in the tree stand, and I'm like, my eyes, you know, point two fingers at your eyes, like, "Hey, focus up there. Is something up there?" Yeah. And she's like, "No, you're good. You're good," you know. And she, we were talking in normal voices, and so here I am spraying around the caramel spray, mm-hmm. and then I turn around, and I still get this eerie feeling. And I'm like, there's something here. And so I get up, you know, back to the tree stand and climb up there. Well, I realize when I climb up there, she wears glasses. She has no glasses on. Mm-hmm. And she also shoots with a patch over her eye because she's the wrong eye dominant for whatever she shoots. Oh, really? So I'm looking at her and I'm like, did you see something up there? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, how could you? You don't have your glasses on and you only have one eye. So anyhow... It is literally 18 minutes from when we hit the bank to when I shot, or we both took a shot mm-hmm. at this black bear. Because she came right in as I sat down. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm whisper screaming at my best friend, like, I got a bed killed. You know, and she's like, well, I didn't see anything. So this bear knew we were there. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was a phenomenal hunt. But, I mean, she dropped right there. That's cool. And she was a dry sow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So it was a great hunt. It was fun. And, you know, I was angry at the time because I could have been killed. But, <laughs> you know, because I just knew something wasn't right. Yeah. And I think, I think you know, becoming complacent at a bait station is very dangerous. It is. So you always have to be on high alert. You have to know your surroundings. And I knew my surroundings because I had sat there for so many days, you know, and then being in there at night, skinning and getting a grizzly out of there. You know, you're on super high alert because it's an active bait station. Yeah, exactly. So it was pretty hair raising, and then you know, 24 hours later, I shot a black bear. So that's cool. But that one was like 
are you kidding me? But the funniest thing is, is we hear our husbands across the river on mm-hmm. the other bank. And they're like, they're laughing. And, uh, and so I don't know which one said it, but who shot the bear? And it was like, it was me. And they still couldn't figure out which one of us shot it. <laughs> and so my husband, I guess, starts having this conversation with her husband of, oh, you know, you're going to have a hefty taxidermy bill like like we are because mm-hmm. we had shot that grizzly bear. Yeah. And so they, Carrie ran over and grabbed him on the boat and they came over and so Steve, my husband, steps off and he's like, so who shot it? And I'm like, I did. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a hefty bill. So, yeah, it that's was funny because it was priceless. The look on his face was like, oh, no, are you kidding me? Not another one. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, we both have him, got both of those rugged and up in the living room and yep. yeah, got oh, some meat cool. off meat off the black bears. She's gorgeous. Yeah. That's and then cool. the grizzly we threw in the river, which is sad because, you know, if they tasted good, it'd be a lot of meat in your freezer. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm so stubborn about meat. I'd be, I'd be the guy with 500 pounds of grizzly breakfast sausage in my freezer. <laughs> and that, yeah, I mean, I've heard people make sausage out of it and it's fantastic. I've never tried it and yeah. I would like to. Right. So, you know, maybe take a quarter of it and, and have it done at the processor. But, you know, mm-hmm. I like to process my own meat. Yeah, I do too. So, you know, it's it's time-consuming when it's an 800-pound bear. Yeah, exactly. Or bigger. Exactly, so, yep. Yeah. But the the thing is you have to do predator control on these things, though, too. That's, oh, that's absolutely. a thing. And especially in these units that they... They opened it to predator control, and at that in that particular year, it was predator control where you could shoot anything. Yeah, I, I think the only thing that you couldn't go after was a grizzly with cubs. Yeah, yeah. But black bear, they they didn't they didn't have any. You know, you could shoot a cub, you could shoot a sow with cubs, you could shoot anything. But now that the ungulate population has grown in that area, they've closed it down to the predator control. Okay. Because. That was a specific program they were running. Yeah, So exactly. it is great to be back out on the river and see the amount of moose that are coming back. That's good. And that's it's a great, yep, great program. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, some I thought of here. You mentioned it. So is that what you usually hunt with? Is a three thirty eight? I do because I know exactly what's in those woods hunting me. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So 338 when Maggie, I want to be clear, 338. Uh, No, this is a 338 RCM, Ruger Compact Max. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, and then my sidearm, after the day I shot my black bear with my best friend Carrie, Mm -hmm. the very next day when I got back into town, I bought a 454 Casul. Okay, gotcha. So So you're all about the big gun. I am, because you've got those grizzlies out there, you know, and it's not that I'm going after a giant grizzly bear that's going to be charging me. I'm going after that four-year-old grizzly bear that doesn't know where he's at in the food chain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gotcha. So those are the ones that make me leery. Okay. You know, it's not that I would shoot uh, a black bear with a three thirty-eight. That wouldn't be my rifle of choice for a black bear. Yeah. But you don't get to pick what comes in. Yep, I agree with that. So if there's a little meat damage, I'm okay with that. Yep, but, I, you I know. agree with that. And you know what? I've shot, I've shot a, so I've got a three three eight Win Mag, um, mm-hmm. and I've shot two black bears with it, and just because I like the gun, and the rest I've shot with a thirty out six, and I didn't, I didn't have any extra meat damage with the three thirty eight, but it I is, didn't either. it is nice to placement. have. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and both yeah. those were great shot placement, you know. Yep. Um I would say that yeah, it's better to have more gun. You got to shoot the, the the gun you're comfortable with, right? But mm-hmm. it is better to have more gun than you know. It's hard to well, say I not like enough, these, but I I like hearing these women that say, "Oh, you know, I could never shoot a gun that big." You only shoot it one time, right? You if you take it out, you zero it in. You're in the field and you hit it in the perfect placement. Mm-hmm. You're only shooting it once. You're not hammering your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. So you know I mean, what? I have a sister that does that. Yeah, and you know what? There's ways to to reduce recoil too. I mean, there's muzzle brakes. There's oh pads. yeah, pads. I mean, there's so yeah. many ways to reduce it. You know. So I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. Anyway, that could be. So a whole... I'm I'm five foot one, mm-hmm. so I don't have a very long reach. Yeah. So my, I, I have I think a two inch recoil pad, but my stock has been cut down. Oh. So it is okay. a punch. Okay. It's a punch oh, for it's, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a... it's kind of like being punched by a twenty gauge shotgun with slugs, which yeah. is the I have a youth model. Yeah. So it's like it's a bam. Yeah. But, exactly. You know, I'm a girl. I'm five foot one. I'm I'm heavy. Yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah. Big guns don't scare me. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I have I have a sister who's like, oh, I can only shoot a two two forty three because my shoulder. Oh come on! Like no. seriously? No. What's wrong with you? No. <laughs> yeah. It's all and mental. She's five eleven. <laughs> yeah, it's all mental. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I can't. Well, and the nice thing about the the well, I'm assuming since it's an RCM that it's a Ruger Model seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've got that's what I have for my three thirty Win Mag. And the nice thing about those is they're heavy. Oh, they are. Yeah, and that's it's a phenomenal nice gun. I take yeah. it everywhere. Yeah, I love that gun. I love yeah. that gun. So, yep. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm probably not the best because um, I'm. You know, I'm a 250 pound, six foot. You know, guy that does heavy man competition <laughs> contender that does strong competitive strongman <laughs> competition. So right, right. My shoulders are a little <laughs> thick. <laughs> yeah, and so, mine are too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really the best example. I guess it, I don't know, but there's my my rifle's also not muzzle brake, so I don't know. There's ways to reduce recoil, so I don't oh know. yeah, be invented. But yeah. yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't show up with a to a you know grizzly hunt with a small caliber because I've had even no. on black bears. I've shot a big black bear with a 30 at six, and I didn't even get full penetration. I don't know. Oh, you're kidding. Bullet. Wow. Oh, yeah, I shot a close range, too, 180-grain, you know, quality bullet. Didn't get p- complete pass-through on a black bear. So, I mean, mm. that actually made me really leery, you know, if I ever were to do come up to grizzly country, you know, to even use that. Because, like, I mean, yeah, it'll kill it, but I was very surprised it didn't get complete pass-through. I thought that was interesting. So. See, I like to shoot the Barnes X triple shock. So yeah, I love those. Yeah, I like that particular bullet. I'm I not sure those. how many grains are in it, but yeah, I love those. You know, those are excellent. Yeah, and everything I've seen, and everything I've shot, yeah. with the exception of one grizzly bear, I wounded. Yeah, but yeah, I was I mean, shot a week later. I owe no allegiance to any bullet company or any hunting company, <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. I really, yeah, the, I I love the Barnes bullets. I've had zero issues too. with them, zero issues. And they they seems like when they hit stuff, it dies. It just dies. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, instant drop. Yeah, it's they're amazing. With the exception of one. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've shot one that went, I don't know, ten yards. You know, so. 
Right. Well, we tracked a grizzly bear over 300 yards, and it was like trickles of blood. And it was like, this bear's still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, there were no pools of blood. And so I know I had wounded him, and it was a terrible feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, we focused on taking that bear out. Okay. And sure enough, a week later, we had a friend come down from Fairbanks, and he took him out. Oh, but, good. Good deal. Yeah. But he, he had lost, like, oh, I'd say 100 pounds. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so his entire shoulder was paralyzed. It was like rigor mortis had set into that shoulder, and the infection from that bullet when we skinned it, it was just phenomenal. It was like, how can something survive this? That's crazy. They're tough. Yeah, animals. they're tough. Yeah. They're so tough. That's cool. So, but yeah, we found out there was more bear beaters around us because we tracked it into other bait stations. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, wow, you guys are close. Didn't know you were here. <laughs> yeah, and you're way out. You're you're way out there. So that's interesting. I think there's about uh, there in a four mile area. There's about eight of us. Okay, wow. So, is it always that yeah. that densely baited? You know, even on out in the rivers and stuff. It is because a lot of people have boats up here or planes yep. um, where they can access the rivers. But um, in this particular area that we're in, you know, there's a lot of cabins further north. Oh, so you, okay. can, you have to be within, you can't be within a mile. Right. So you have to be careful. Yeah. You've got to map everything and you really have to do your research and you can't rely strictly on Onyx maps because they don't tell you, like, if there's a dwelling there. Yeah. Yep. So you have to get out and look, right. you know, whether it's by plane or by boat. Yeah. But you're you're traipsing through those woods with those bears, trying to find a, a, a good spot. Yeah, exactly. like our spot, I had a this new spot that we set up on the river last year. I had a really hard time because there was a drainage behind it. Mm-hmm. So and we had a lot of rain this year. So there were times that our bait station literally flooded and we had to stay out. Oh wow! So yeah, so this next year this coming season we're going to set a couple on higher ground okay but you know the 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 perfect thing about that area was when we went in there and saw that drainage there was a lot of beaver activity so i'm like bears love beaver Uh and we were finding carcasses everywhere really that's cool outside of this drainage so i'm like bears are here you know the only thing left is the skull of these beavers so and literally there were times we walked into rebate and there's there's a carcass that's like thank you thank you (laughs) so yeah they brought their own bait that's cool that is cool so next year we'll be setting a a couple more on higher ground out there okay and the unit um 16a has changed their regulations as well so okay it'd be closer to the landing so it's not such a long boat ride that's cool well cool yeah good deal all right well let's i guess cut this off for now we'll have to do okay (laughs) we'll have to do another podcast sometime near future yeah yeah yeah, i'll see where our schedules can align again but this is fun it's a lot of fun so yeah, absolutely it's always a pleasure to talk to you yeah always same here so but uh cool well so we... if anybody ever gets hung up on something or has a question i am usually around so you can feel free to call me anytime just yep. not at four o'clock in the morning right yeah it can be considered of alaska <laughs> time be, be, yeah. be considered of alaska time <laughs> right yep That's we're way cool. behind y'all right right and that's the thing, we're way ahead, so you're like, you're in the prime time of your day, and we're winding down. 
<laughs> right. You guys are going to bed and I'm just having dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So if it's 10 o'clock in Maine, it's only 6 o'clock here. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. That's why I say you can call me anytime, but just, you know, be respectful of morning hours. Yeah, exactly. So, so. yeah, and all your contact information's on betam907.com and get your lures there, bear lures and trapping lures. Free and shipping. Free shipping from Alaska. Who does that? Well, it's incorporated in the price. That's why our prices are a little higher. Right. But if you go, like, shop another site, you know, compare the prices because you're paying for all that shipping. Yep, exactly. exactly. So, and there's some things I lose out on, yep. but I'm okay with that because right. I've got another customer. Yep, that's cool. It's cool stuff. So, and obviously couldn't recommend your lures more. I am... the. Even if I didn't do this podcast, even if I, I would always be your customer. So <laughs> you have been for years. I have been. So there's that human guy it, again. <laughs> it wasn't like I was like, you know, I'm gonna start a podcast. Let's, you know, bear podcast. I should find a bear lure company to 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 market with. That would be a good idea. It was like I'm starting a bear podcast, and regardless of what. Jess says I want her lures. <laughs> so <laughs> well, and you've been begging me to be on the podcast, but I never had time. Yeah, that's even how it started. I wasn't even like looking. I remember our first conversation with this. I wasn't even looking for lures. I was like, what did I say? I was like, hey, um, I, I just wanted, I just wanted you to come on the podcast. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah. How about you do the talking? <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a talker. I like to talk about bears, and I think that's why this has come so naturally, is because we can bounce around from thing to thing. Yeah. But, you know, we're all getting to the same point. So. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, uh, well, you're obviously, that's, how are you not a talker? You're you're one of the longer podcasts I've done. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I'm just saying, you, you, you sell yourself you're cutting yourself short on this one. <laughs> oh. so. Yeah, see, this is the first one. I've been asked to do different ones on moose hunting and stuff, but, okay. you know, I don't moose hunt. I technically moose call. Oh, I see. So, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I like calling them in, but I don't want to shoot them. I see. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, if somebody needed food, I would have no problem. Right. Them, right. Yeah. Well, I got strongman competitions coming up, so if you want to ship me a... 600 pounds of moose meat. I'll be, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll get back to that in August when the season opens. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh. kiding. I want to shoot my own moose. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, come up. <sighs> I know. There's they got to do it yourself on something here for moose. I know they do. I know they do. So many things to do in so little time. I'd have yeah. to, the thing is I'd have to sacrifice fall bear then. It's tough. It's hard to decide. It's like well, and uh, Alaska's so vast, but yet so small because yeah. of our road system. Yeah. So, if you're going to come up and do a grizzly bear hunt or um, a black bear hunt, because you can you can get a black bear without a guide, right? But with a grizzly bear, you have a grizzly or a brown bear, you have to have a guide. Yeah. So up here, you're hunting on the road system, or you're hiring a transporter, whether it be a boat or via airplane. Yeah. You know, it is very vast. Yeah. So you can go out to these 
outlying communities and get a great bear. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to stick on the road system, you really got to do your homework because you're contending with so many bear baiters. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying Alaska is a huge bear bait state. Mm-hmm. I sell more to Idaho and Wyoming and Maine. Oh, the East Coast is insane. Yeah. But there's more in the fall. Yeah, exactly. So, Maine's got a lot. You know, if you're going to come hunters. up here... Yeah, if you're going to come up here, and they, there's there's a, a couple guides that do, well, some guides do a, a grizzly over bait or a black bear over bait, you know. Yeah. It is expensive, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're great guides. There's, some of them are 100%. Yeah. So I do work with these people, and I appreciate their business. But, yeah. you know, if you're going to come up here and do a do-it-yourself black bear hunt, you know, I would I would definitely hire a transporter to get off grid. Yeah, yep, for sure. So. Cool. All right. Yeah. We gotta we gotta stop. This can go on forever. Okay. <laughs> All right. I need a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, all right, Jess. Well, well I appreciate nice you coming on. To you. Yeah, good talking to you too. So uh yeah. we'll uh hope everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, oh I'm sure they did. Tons of good information here and just fun conversation. Good. So yeah. yeah, we actually just recorded one of our phone calls. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. And so. just don't tell me about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder have you ever heard yourself talk before? No, it's going to be interesting. I can't stand myself. I I want to punch myself. Really? I'm probably going to sound like a dude. No, no, you're good. <laughs> no, you're you you got a great radio voice. Me, I I I can't stand listening like editing myself. I can't stand it because I want to punch myself in the face. I can't stand listening <laughs> myself. It's it's just like Matt. You should never do this. I hate your voice. <laughs> oh no. No, don't think that. You're doing a lot for the hunting community, whether you know it or not. Yeah. It's yeah. strange. I'm just a, a guy It's snowed in talking to, my, talking to somebody on the phone is what it feels like. I'm snowed in. <laughs> yeah. How much snow you guys got up there? We have, we got about five or six inches today. It's okay. 26 degrees right now, but it stopped snowing. Okay. But we were having power outages this morning out at my end of town okay. because the snow was so heavy. Gotcha. Yeah. But we're expecting 38 degrees like in two days. Wow. Nailed it on. Not good. Not good. Yeah, we got a <laughs> we got a we got a cold snap coming. It was well, like I've said, it's been winter ever since. Well, it's been almost winter all since October. <laughs> <laughs> well, when so. the earthquake hit, it was 40 degrees. Yeah. We had no snow. We had green grass. That's wild. So, That's wild. and that was November thirtieth, and I was like, "What is going on?" See, when it seems so, like our seasons are flipped. When you have warm winters, we have cold winters. So, I hope, oh, I, I hope that. the cold, yeah. I hope the cold comes back to you because I'm moving. I'll take it in a I want a mild winter because I'm moving. After after that, I love winter, but I just want a mild winter this year. So, yeah, I'm not afraid <laughs> of the cold. Yeah, thirty seven years, and this is like mild. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. So, That's yeah. Cool. All right. All right, mister, you better yep. go. Yep, sounds before good. Before these people click <laughs> off. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, and we'll uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Thanks, guys.